0: From Sacramento. Live
1: from Sacramento,
0: it's
2: Deuce and Mo on Town Sports. We are live, Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, alongside Chris Watkins, and buckle up, get yeah. ready to go. Yeah, because tonight the stage is set, a national audience gets the privilege That's of watching tonight. one of the best offensive teams we've seen in ages. The Sacramento Kings in action, taking on the New York Knicks. Kings fans are going to be crazy because their teams a number two seed in the Western Conference. It's on national TV. It's against the Knicks. Oh! Drink it in, man.
3: Drink it in, man. I'm I'm excited
2: about tonight. I know all these games feel big, but tonight does feel big. You know
3: what's kind of weird? I think because my brain has just been in other places, I totally forgot tonight was the actual night. Like, yeah. I just was like, oh, it's tomorrow. I don't know why, but have it's it tonight. I my mirror. Do you?
0: Yeah. yeah. Three, <laughs> day, three days till national TV.
1: <laughs>
3: like, I feel, and I've been so excited about this game. It's just, um, yeah, no, it's really interesting. It feels like it's been a long break. In between games, mm-hmm. too.
2: It's good too because you you get De'Aaron Fox back. He is going to be back. He will be playing after missing the last game with the hamstring, and you know he's gotten some extra time off too. Not mm-hmm. only with the hamstring, but his wrist is an issue. I mean, he talked about it at practice. You went to practice, yes, right? I did. I,
0: I I went to practice yesterday. I made it. Everything was fine. Okay, so just be <laughs> clear. time to
2: spare. End of last hour, we're into a nice Lamar. <laughs> oh, Jackson it was good. Game. I but, know. Uh, you're. Juices I was engaged. Yeah. All I heard is you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then King's practice was starting at noon. What time did you actually walk onto the King's practice floor?
0: It was probably about
2: twelve forty. Oh, I'm so glad he couldn't finish his last point about Lamar Jackson. We gave
3: Brian so much crap. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it was, it's all right. <laughs> I've,
0: in everybody's defense. I definitely forgot. Yeah. They definitely told
2: me
3: before
0: the show, like, Chris, you need to go to practice. Frankie can't make it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Whatever, whatever. And then just, like, if nobody came to get me, I would have just
3: I could tell you forgot. And I was just laughing because I was even told before the show (laughs) that you weren't going to be staying the whole time.
2: Even if he forgot, once he left the studio. I could have walked there. Yeah. He could have walked there, (laughs) gotten a coffee. So stupid. And then gotten inside to practice. But yeah, Kings and Knicks tonight. It's going to be a big night. And coming up in actually just a few minutes, a guy who's on the call tonight, NBA on TNT, play by play voice, Brian Anderson, will be live with us on the show. Oh, yeah. He want yeah. to get his perspective, his national perspective. I know. What was he doing the last time the Kings made the playoffs in 2006?
3: Oh, that's a great question. Ooh, that's great a great question. Yeah. What was he doing? Was he doing like
2: local news somewhere?
3: Uh, was he? I don't know. I don't know. Well, what what we're going to find him. I
2: mean, that's a long time. That's He's... a long He might have been in
3: college.
0: High
2: school. Okay. 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 I don't know. You look, suck Chris is already right. sucking up to you know. he's Brian He's Not Anderson. even here. He you don't okay. have to suck up to him. That—that's. That's, that's what screen. he's. Looks uh, youthful. Yeah. Uh, also, big night for me last night. Made my uh, <laughs> TBS debut. <laughs> you guys saw me in front Congrats, of the national dude. audience, Chris. You see my beautiful face at uh, the start of the show. They're like, "We got to get Deuce Mason on the."
4: Of course I did, and then just like a little spoiler, probably gonna want to watch Rampage because I might be making my TNT debut. <laughs>
2: This show is blowing up. Deuce on TBS. Chris Verlod on TNT because we were at AEW last night. Yeah. What a night. Did you guys That's have fun. so
3: much fun? It's great. It's
2: what, fantastic. What I, I love, love. wrestling. I,
4: wrestling is like one of my, you guys know this. It's one of my favorite things is in the it? world. Yeah.
2: I thought one of the coolest things about last night, honestly, the yeah. light, the beam chance Multiple light,
3: the beam chance. That's dope. Yeah. Truly. Like, to have that at a wrestling show, but to feel Sacramento. Oh, and obviously everyone knows we had uh will hobbs in studio the other day and we we were talking off air a little bit about sacramento the kings and oh how fun this season is what did he end up saying oh he
2: definitely (laughs) in his post-fight press conference took shots at the city of sacramento called uh the kings of sacramento queens like you know typical he turned heel last night won the championship amazing he won it but
4: but before that
2: so sacramento do
3: That
4: cool hand, Ange. I don't yeah. know who that is of the we Jericho Jericho. Oh. Jericho Appreciation Society.
3: Wow, were they in? Are they their baby face? Then, no, <laughs> oh, then why did he do that?
4: I think it was kind of a
2: he kind of did it like light the
3: beam. He's like, oh. he's
4: like, we we won, so light the beam.
3: Got it, yeah. got it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. funny stuff. Well, I'm so glad that you guys had a wonderful evening. I'm so so okay. glad. <laughs> so glad we need to just
2: address this right now i mean
3: carrot top in the room
2: morgan is i don't know if you guys have realized (laughs) this i'm kind of the even keeled person on this show right i'm not very emotional yeah for sure morgan Mm. over the top dramatic last night during aew she's (laughs) like my hair is orange is that what i sound like that's how (laughs) i read it she went and got a toner done on her hair. Because, you know, she just got her hair done a couple weeks ago. She needs a toner. No,
3: no, no. You don't. Shh. Let me tell the story. Oh, I forgot. It's you know not International no, Women's Day. No, so today
4: is Women's International oh, Day. Right?
3: Is it? It was yesterday.
4: No, every day is International Women's oh.
3: Day. Well, not when Deuce is in the room. So uh-huh. proceed. He did say yes. Not in this the
4: jurisdiction.
3: Proceed, white man. Let's go.
2: Um. So Morgan goes and gets the toner. And. She is in absolute tears because her hair is orange right now. I don't think it's as bad as you think. It's but not. you, she has an emergency appointment this afternoon in after between,
3: the show. So we also have to call the Stockton Kings game, mm-hmm. and so in between this show and so I almost even took off the last hour because I was just like having a mental breakdown, um, as you could tell, Chris. Mm-hmm. I showed yeah, I showed yeah, Chris Watkins yeah. a photo of me bawling while I can't I'm trying confirm to confirm that
0: off. there were tears. <laughs> yeah. There were definitely tears.
3: It's um so what you have to do, I guess, once you get your hair highlighted, you have to get a toner sometimes just so it doesn't get copper. Sure. And for some reason. He made it more coppery and weird blonde, and I trust him, and I really like him, and I think as they are artists, hairstylists are artists, sure. I'm giving him the chances to like just fix it and make it look good. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a gamble tonight, so we'll see. We'll find out. <laughs>
5: Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Facts.
2: So hang in there, though, Morgan. Hang in there. Thank um, you. We have a jam-packed show. We have set the stage. I was going to say table, and I combined table and Stage. Stage. Stanger. We also need to give some love to Sac State. The ladies are headed to the NCAA tournament for the first time ever. Let's go. But coming up next, we'll get you closer to Kings and Knicks, the guy on the call tonight. NBA on TNT's Brian Anderson joins us next on Sackdown Sports and SackDownSports.com.
0: Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports.
6: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we probably should have played on TV more than we have, but, I mean, that is what it is uh, for us. I mean, once you get to the playoffs, every game is on TV anyway, so it doesn't really
2: matter. Woo! and Foxy is back tonight. Kings and Knicks national TV game. It's a big deal in Sacramento.
3: Huge deal in Sacramento.
2: And honestly... You're welcome, TNT, for putting on oh. one of the most explosive teams oh, in the NBA. You're
3: welcome, TNT. <laughs> I am really excited about tonight
2: <laughs> because it's going to be a great atmosphere. You have two fun teams. The Knicks have been really fun in the Eastern Conference and, of course, the Kings this year having a magical year. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, alongside Chris Watkins. Let's welcome in who's a guy who's on the call tonight, who's been on the call for a lot of big moments recently. Yep. Let me go back to Steph. Breaking the three-point record, mm. LeBron James all-time scoring record. Let's welcome in in for the first time, Brian Anderson.
1: What's yeah. up, Brian?
7: So good to be with you guys, man. Uh, we're we're so happy to be in Sacramento again. I love this town, this arena. I'm staring right out at the arena from my room. Yes, it's a cool setup, man. We I can't wait to uh, to uh, show off Sacramento today. We were here earlier in the year, but um, they keep winning, so we'll keep coming. And De'Aaron's right. When we get to the playoffs, you guys are going to shine brightly, I think. You're you're giving me chills with playoffs, Kings. It's just uh, (laughs) something we're not familiar
2: with. In fact, last time they made the playoffs was 2006. What was Brian
7: Anderson doing in 2006? 2006, I was working for the San Antonio Spurs. Wow. And I was working for Golf Channel. Wow. I, I did golf tournaments, and I did... Spurs television. I was a sideline reporter with the Spurs back then. And uh, that was kind of the last year of the old me. And then 2007, everything changed. I, I got the Brewers job. I started working for TBS and Turner Sports doing baseball. And uh, so, yeah, that was that was kind of a the last year of an era for Brian Anderson.
2: And that's crazy. That was the last time the Kings made the playoffs. That's how long it's been. Think about everything that's happened in your life, Brian. Yeah, That's insane.
7: I know. I know. And I'm, uh, and you know, I worked with Chris Weber for years yeah. too. And, uh, we used to have a lot of conversations about Sacramento and, um, you know, obviously covering the Spurs all those years. So I, I, I was with the Spurs from 99 to 07, January of '07. Uh, so I was there for Four of the five championships and Sacramento was always relevant. And so, yeah, it seems weird that it's been that long, but you guys are going to have a nice long run now. I think you're going to be back for a long time. You got a great team, great coach, great owner organization, the, the stadium and the arena, the whole scene down here is really cool.
0: Brian, you've called some massive moments in your uh, in your broadcasting career. You called the the Kings' win on TNT earlier earlier <laughs> that this was, season. That's definitely up there, was, that's that's definitely one. Up there yeah, for yeah. sure. That's, yeah. yeah, it's top three for sure. What's it like to call a game in like such a wild environment like Golden One Center?
7: Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's what uh, that's why you know during the pandemic and uh, the following year when I called an entire NBA season out of my basement um, in Milwaukee. That's why we do this. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work in a studio. I don't want to be in a remote location. I want to be at the venues. And that's why I chose play by play as opposed to an anchoring career. Not that there's anything against anchoring careers, but it's just not for me because I want to be at the venue and I want to be in the arenas and feel the energy and the vibe and just experience all these um these environments and these different cultures these different places and for me doing a lot of sports baseball and golf and the nfl for a couple of years and uh the nba college basketball we got march madness coming up Mm. so i love that like that's that's why i do this you know because i want to experience all of this and be uh in in the pie of wherever we're going to just um be able to relate and and report what we're seeing and and also expose fans who are watching what this market's all about you know i came from a small market i was in san antonio for years um and so i really appreciate the small market vibe and and those that are ignored and i was part of that organization that was ignored for a long time and still they started winning until they started winning championships so I'm all about it and uh, teams and markets and communities that finally get the spotlight. That's, that's what I love more than anything doing this, doing this job.
3: You know, you, you talk about the different markets, the different communities, the different environments that you get to be in and going back to just what golden one center has really built, you know, they've got the, beam now and i am gonna ask you what are you most looking forward to tonight you can say the beam but is there anything else on the floor that you're looking forward to tonight
7: well I, the beam is really cool that's one of the uh, i mean it's one of the really cool stories of the nba this year you know and, and learning about the beam last time we were here and how that all has taken off but i do love the fact that um So uh, here's the way I see it. You know, when we do games and you do games and and we do games in every market, obviously. But when we come to Sacramento, Oklahoma City is very similar. Um, The Garden, the Knicks fans are that way. But, you know, when you hear reactions on specific plays throughout the game, just basketball plays, great plays, you hear the oohs and the ahs, or even even a hard screen, uh, Mm -hmm. you know the fans are into it. So it does have a little bit of that college feel um, that I would say nc tournament feel that every play matters possession matters it doesn't don't get me wrong but when you're in that arena that experience matters and you're you're there living and breathing the whole thing and i think kings fans um they're electric and i love that that vibe here and and the way they react and it helps you as a broadcaster because you're reacting that way too and so um for example like one of my favorite things you guys do is when keegan murray makes a shot or a three pointer and so you know i covered keegan quite a bit um in the big 10 and we had him in the ncaa tournament um i'm in big 10 country there in in uh, milwaukee and i had a lot of iowa games i know that program very well um and so to see keegan as a rookie uh get this from you know his professional career already it's really inspiring and incredible i can imagine like the energy he must feel when he hears his last name just cascading back over him. That, that must be an amazing thing to, uh, to hear every night, you know, rock stars, that's an adrenaline rush. They get that, but I don't know many rookies uh, that are getting that kind of instant feedback after a made basket. So that's just one example of uh, something that I really enjoy about this market.
2: Yeah. We were talking to Keegan's mom at a game a, a couple months back and she, remember the first time she heard that and it brought her to tears. She was just yeah. so happy that her son was receiving that so type nice. of love, especially yeah. like, you know, he had been around Chris for so long, twins together, and now yes. he's away from home. So to to get that kind of home love from his new home is, yeah. is, 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 was pretty cool.
3: It was, no, it was, it was huge. But also, you know, Brian, you're, you're watching obviously so much basketball and you're seeing all these rookies, Keegan Murray not only deserves to have that chant. What have you liked about Keegan's game so far this season?
7: Yeah, I mean, and I can tell you, Keegan, is, it's a lot more comfortable for him to hear fans chant his last name than Fran McCaffrey, believe me. <laughs> uh, Fran is intense. Ma- Mount Fran is, uh, you know, that's uh, – but, you know, he's a great coach and a good friend of mine. But, um, you know, I, I love uh, the fact that he and herder you know, they, they're a perfect fit for me, the sharpshooters, the um, – I think the Kings will play a lot better defense uh, when you get into the playoffs. It just, it just kind of leads to that. You can empty out the tank if you will. And so that's going to help them too. And you know, they've been remarkably healthy, but um, Keegan Keegan's really expanded his game. Davion Mitchell's expanded his game too. You know, this is another guy that we watched quite a bit. We, we had Baylor all through their run. uh, My crew did in the NCAA tournament when they won the national championship. And I wasn't sure what kind of pro he'd be. I knew he'd be a, he'd be a great defender right away on the perimeter, but I didn't know he'd be this kind of shooter and, you know, to his credit, he's turned his game. And I think that culture is in place here where everybody's improving. And, you know, I saw the same thing in San Antonio. We've seen that in, with the Warriors, uh, you know, everybody just gets better and the environment makes them better and their coaching makes them better, but the players deserve a lot of credit too. So I would put Keegan in that category of, there's a lot of things that he needed to do better. He, he, he can't be a liability defensively. He can't be a target every possession. And this is the next wave of what Kings fans who have missed playoffs for a long time. When you get in the playoffs and you get into a series, you will instantly find out who the targets are. And Nikola Jokic went through that. I mean, they went at him every possession uh, in the postseason those first couple of years. And so you have to be able to hold your ground on some level. Um, otherwise, you're going to be run off the floor. So the fact that um, you know you'll get these layers of improvement, Keegan certainly has improved his game, and then the confidence to shoot. Now those rims get really tight in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, really
7: tight. So home games, I'm not worried about the Kings. I'm not worried about Keegan Murray. You know, as, as that extra layer, I've seen Kevin Herter kill it in the playoffs before uh, with the Hawks, especially in that run two years ago. So Those and Malik Monk is, I feel like, going to be an exceptional playoff type player. I think, I think Sabonis is going to be an exceptional playoff player just by the way he plays. So, those are all the things we got to find out about the Kings. Um, so enjoy the ride in the regular season and then we'll find out these things.
2: Yeah, enjoy it exactly. That's, I don't think many people anticipate that the Kings would be at the number two spot right now in the Western Conference, even the biggest of Kings fans. So, yeah, it is about just enjoying that ride. The Kings offense has been outrageous this year, but offense around the league is insane. We're seeing all these 40-point games, 50-point games this year. We saw the game the other day or the day the other on Sunday where you had 18 players score 30 or more in a game. Uh, from your perspective, like calling play-by-play, the pace is faster than ever. I know you're doing it on the TV side, but
7: ha- have you had to alter how you call games at all because of the pace? <laughs> No, not really. Yeah. It's just, I I love it. I mean, we want pace, you know. Um, we've been fighting for that in the baseball world to get pace. We finally got it. So, you know, my opinion on it all is less of me, more of action is always a better thing. So, um, I, I love the pace. And it's never been harder to play defense in the history of this <laughs> league than it is right now. The floor is so spaced and there's so much ground to cover. And uh, I think we're seeing it with, with injuries, you know. There's just, it's a, it's hard on the body to do this. And it's hard to do it for a full season, so I don't mind the scoring. I don't mind whatever's in front of us. I, you know, a lot of people get bogged down with the load management thing. You guys don't really deal with that here because your players play, which we love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, love. yeah. Uh, and the Knicks are the same way, by the way, their players play. Um, so we, I don't get bogged down by that, the way it's officiated, I don't get bogged down by that. Whatever's in front of you, you know, we just, we're here to chronicle the game, report the game, and there's beauty in all of this. So. Uh, There can be beauty in a a 177, 176 double overtime game, or there (laughs) can be beauty in a 191 game. And I think that's kind of where, like, I love defense too. So if we're going to get in a defensive struggle, then let's go ahead and do our part as a television network to show that and make sure we're ISOing the right people and producing clips for Mm -hmm. people to see when we come back from breaks uh, to showcase whatever is the success. You know, we, We try to celebrate success. That's kind of how we do it. If your team is not having the success, you're going to be pissed off at us and yelling at the TV. Um, But if your team is having success, uh, then that's what we're going to celebrate and we're going to showcase.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're calling the games with some of the best players in the world, even if the star, superstar players are resting that night or are injured or whatever you want to call it. So um, it's it's great to make everything special. And like you said, Kings – probably one of the most healthy teams this season. And you look at these two teams tonight with the Knicks and the Kings, they're probably two of the biggest surprises in the league, would you say?
7: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, the way – I think Oklahoma City is a major surprise. I didn't I, – I thought – I I thought they were destined for the lottery, but they're in a little bit of a different category – uh, you guys are all going to the playoffs, and you're certainly going to have a run. Um, so I think hey, Brian, um, wait, they haven't clinched yet, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, or is it? Do you think we're we're good? You got a you got a 17 game losing streak ahead of you. Is that the fear? <laughs> no, I know? No, 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 no. You're yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. right. Hey, it's 16
2: years of damage here, Brian. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. Uh,
7: I think I do love the way uh, you guys uh, have set yourself up for us. It's uh, one of the more entertaining teams to cover, talk about, think about. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I think playing a lot of games is going to matter. And yes, you had good fortune, uh, to be healthy, but also I think your habits have also created that good fortune because players play and there's a big debate right now about load management and does that hurt you or help you And some, you know, if you're a marathon runner, does it help you to go run 10 miles to prepare for a 26 mile race? I don't know, maybe it helps you to run 26 miles um, to prepare for that race. So that's all to be seen. Um, I hope the Kings do make a good run this year, and they certainly can state their claim. And maybe one of the most underrated players in the NBA is Sabonis, so he's going to get great exposure. Um, But, yeah, the Knicks and the Kings are definitely two of the biggest surprises, even just with win percentage where they were last year. And doing it in very different ways, too. You know, the Kings are up and down, high paced, a lot of passes. The Knicks are straight up iso ball, old kind of old school. They don't shoot it well, but they're a highly efficient offensive team, believe it or not, which is a weird combination to be a poor shooting team. But a high offensive rating team, they get a lot of second chance points and they control the ball, you know. So we'll see two different ways that are having – Great success, and it'll be a good little test tonight and a fun game for us, for sure.
4: Yeah,
2: it's going to be a really interesting game. Uh, before we let you go, when did you get into town? Were you able to go to King's practice yesterday, get the vibe? No, we don't got... do that, man. We okay.
7: we uh, we had a game Tuesday. That's right. We, you... Yeah, we were in L.A. Our reporter, Stephanie Reddy, who's fantastic, um, yes. she'll kind of cover, you know, we're divide-and-conquer mode, so she'll kind of cover all the, the news from practice and the day, and then we – we show up for the, we got it easy. We just show up and, <laughs> and call the game. And by the way, I want to c- commend you guys before we go away. So, I, you know, I, I don't know you guys at all, and I didn't know your background at all, but I'm watching my buddy who I've, I've mentored, this young guy named Jacob Toby. Love Jacob the, Toby. And Great guy. Let me tell you something. You guys impressed me beyond belief. I, I watched oh. probably four of those G League showcase games, and I'm saying, who's this woman? with jacob and who's this sideline guy you guys just uh because i did minor league baseball for nine years yeah small college basketball and i I, and if your your bosses are listening i hope i would sign you guys up for as long as you want
3: oh my
7: because you can't fake joy very often and when you're going into a g-league setting and you're going into that environment and you guys just broadcasted the game with such knowledge and joy, I was I was blown away by that. Wow. Congratulations on being that way. <laughs> I know you guys are celebrities here in Sacramento.
1: <laughs> but I
7: had never seen you before and I asked Jacob right away, I say, Who are those two people? Because that's the how Jacob, I was telling him, that's how you need to approach everything you do that way, like whether it's a G League game, whether it's an NBA game, whatever you're doing, your talk show. If you can Show up with great content, great knowledge, and don't take yourself so seriously. And then show up with joy every day. You guys have won already, so Man. kudos to you. You're doing a great service for your fans here.
2: Well, Brian, I, I'm not speechless very often, but I seriously, yeah. I <laughs> really appreciate you saying Thank that. You. That means the world. And yeah, I, I mean, mean it. we we love this business. I love calling games. I my approach with the G League. I know more in the same way. Is like I don't care if there's no one's listening there could be some there could be a family member watching there could be someone it's a, i love calling basketball games i love being around the sport and that's how our approach is thank all the time. you so much so for
3: the high praise and now I, I will be clipping that and sending that to my mbc <laughs> yes. bosses so thank you <laughs> yeah i mean
7: like i'm that's contract talk right there oh, but it's the truth man. and you guys deserve it and that's why i wanted to come on your show today because i i do i do remember watching these g-league showcase games and uh that's kind of where uh i I found something you know you guys are special there's not many people doing what you're doing with this level of content and and joy like i said and i think that's important and so yes it's a small market you might be uh you might feel invisible at times but you're not people are watching and people are recognizing what you're doing and congratulations on your success Your your phone will be ringing i'm sure
3: oh my gosh Brian, Brian, yeah, you're about to make I'm me gonna cry. cry. I know. Yeah, I know, I'm going no. to cry for you guys. Uh, Brian, thank you so
2: much, man. And actually, <laughs> we, we won't be at the game tonight because we actually have a G League game. Tonight. Uh, the Stockton it. Kings and the Westchester Knicks are playing just down the road <laughs> in Stockton. But uh, we'll definitely be catching up on the game after. Can't wait to hear your call with Stan Van Gundy, Stephanie Reddy. Appreciate you so much. And seriously, that, what you just said, means the world. And thank you so much for even taking the time to watch that. Uh, even what you do for jacob who we got the chance to meet oh my god I mean, he speaks very highly of you and the fact that you take time out of your schedule to not like come along with us but like mentor him and, and to watch and give feedback that goes a long way uh, uh for people so thank you so yeah, much yeah he's a
7: great one he's a good one to follow you guys make a great team he's a great musician too you ought to hear him. he's uh, told us and sing he's yeah. legit he could he actually tried out for american idol i mean he's like a next level singer and He's talented.
3: We're going to have yeah. him on the show when the Nuggets are just not, just even when we're talking some NBA and playoffs, I think we're going to have him on the yeah. show and maybe we'll make him sing a little tune. <laughs> yes.
7: Oh, he, he'll he do it in a sec. He's not afraid. <laughs> yes. like, he, there's plenty of confidence there. So good. Yeah. Make him put him on the spot. Great right. to be with you guys. Thank you so Thanks much. Brian. Good tonight. Good night. Okay. All right.
2: We'll talk to you soon. Wow. Brian Anderson. Man. Uh, Marv, uh, Morgan, was, I think Morgan's really. She, right no, she, ah, she. that was really it, nice. It was, yeah. Uh, she's really no. Uh, Morgan, was... It's okay. <laughs> I, 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 what is this is when you know Morgan's in a different mind space right now. Yeah. It's just so hitting, tired. <laughs> it's so tired. <laughs> it's just this is hitting her completely yeah. different. Uh, just, uh, anyway, uh, he uh, also had some good things to say about the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. I know it's yeah. cool that he says a nice thing. No, that's about really
3: us. cool. But let's talk about the Kings.
2: <laughs> we hold on. We can sum this up real fast.
3: It's just when validating you
2: G- sometimes. When you it's do nice. G League games, sometimes, yeah, you,
8: you, you,
2: we're yes. we're honest about it. We know there's not three million people watching the games, and we it love matter. it so much. So it just when, when you're like, oh my god, Brian Anderson is right tuning that, in. That's right. not just that's tuning awesome. in, but right, yeah, yeah, taking note. You know who else has been really nice to us too is Mark Jones. Like there was oh a game god. where yeah. I did pre and post with Morgan, and Mark Jones was on the broadcast. He was on. He was like. Traveling, and he's like, "Hey, I watched you guys pregame on the plane, and he gave us feedback just out <laughs> of the blue. Yeah. Like, there's just certain people in the business that, like, when you do that type of stuff, right? They don't. I mean, I think they might realize, but what that can do for a young person who's grinding in the business, you it, know, yeah. the belief. You guys are talking to me right now. <laughs> All right, this is literally, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. No, no. Um, sorry, I'm just, and I think I'm tired too, and I have orange <laughs> hair, so you know, it's a lot going on today. Um, but I love also. With Brian, I love what he has to say when he like so confidently talks even playoffs in the Kings, and yep, that's right. people are there and he's so right and it is hilarious how damaged we are to be like whoa 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 <laughs> wait we're scared <laughs> dude just minute. say it <laughs> yeah he but said it
2: not us yeah
3: <laughs> yeah so really
2: cool yeah and it's it, it's exciting to 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 call a game like tonight yes. because when you're an announcer you're calling all these games and sometimes you're calling a game that's like. You don't want to take it for granted, but there is just some extra juice tonight. And you know when you're coming to Sacramento, when this team is good, the fans appreciate being on national TV. It's almost a chip on the shoulder like, oh, we're not on national TV? This is annoying. The Kings are the number two seed. The Knicks are in town. Mm. There's some juice Mm -hmm. in the building tonight. Yeah.
3: I am so excited for tonight, but I'm also excited that, like, Brian Anderson's excited to call the
0: game. Yes, right. I mean, it's – You mentioned, like, this is really the first opportunity that we've had on the national, like, we haven't had a national, we've had NBA TV games from what I understand, but we haven't been on the TNT stage as we have solidified ourselves as a real legitimate team, and now is our opportunity, and, you know, I fully expect that Golden One Center tonight is going to be, I think it's going to be something different. Like, there's really, it's kind of, you know, we've heard it be really loud in there, I feel like we haven't had the chance to really hear that thing go to, like, level 12, level mm. 15. And I feel like tonight could be, you know, if obviously things have to go in the right direction. But I could see the, the roof getting taken off the place tonight.
4: Knicks are here, baby. <laughs> what did Bing I say? bong. Knicks are here,
2: baby. Oh, Knicks are here. Well, you know the last time.
0: Bing <laughs> bong.
2: <laughs> Bing bong. This is the
0: greatest video possibly of all time.
2: Last time the Kings played the Knicks. It was yep. not pretty. The Kings scored 99 points.
3: Oh, wait. I, yeah. I don't recall. I'm so bad. Yeah, we're going to talk more about, okay. about it coming okay.
2: up, all right? But uh, Kings and Knicks tonight, we have a lot more to get to. Coming up at the, in the 1 o'clock hour, Brendan yeah. Nunes is going to join us live oh in my studio. God. Is it's he big, really? Yeah. Wow. Yes, in studio, Brendan Nunes. We're going to keep it rolling. Might have to pop in. Deuce and Mo alongside Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports 1140 and SacktownSports.com. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. Deuce, Mason, Morgan, Reagan. We have Chris Watkins here, of course. Chris Verlad. We're on Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m. Chris has a new show that debuted this week. Yeah. Starts at 10 a.m. 10 to 11, right here on Sacktown Sports, 1140, and SacktownSports.com. Appreciate the YouTube chat. It's vibing today because people are feeling the. Yeah. They're feeling what lies ahead tonight at Golden One Center. That place, it might shake tonight. It might, you might feel it a little bit. Well, you they, said the roof yeah, was I almost come
0: miss off. like being like just a straight fan. Like just all day, all you care about is just hyping yourself up for this game. And I mean, we're doing yeah, that yeah, to yeah, a yeah, definite, right. to an extent, but just like it's all you look forward to all day. I would get, I would personally get to the arena. Doors open at, what, 5.30, yeah. I get there, 5.30, 5.45, and just soak it in. How, and just let all the energy in.
3: How are you in the media sections when a game like, let's say tonight even, or yeah. even that TNT game uh, early on in the season, super exciting. And I know, obviously, being a media member, and media, you don't clap, you don't do anything. Deuce is on a different side of things where yeah. he can still show a little bit I of don't, emotion. Though.
2: I don't, because I had an issue this year. Did you really? Oh,
0: I don't think I heard about that. I, Someone told actually, you about I think it? I did hear about that. Yes, I think I did
2: hear about.
4: I that. need to hear about it.
2: Yeah, what? I I I'm not, not going to name any names. Good, don't. So there was one game, and okay, let me just paint a picture. Okay, <laughs> we'll I'm just a, call him Jason uh, no. Joss. No, no, <laughs> no. All nothing. No. So J- I sit next to during the game. I sit next to like Henry Turner, Jason yes. Ross, and the G-Man, mm-hmm. and during. COVID times when there's nobody in the building, we had that whole row to us. Yeah. You could show emotion, because no one was there. Yeah. I really got into this like state where I just was almost a fan. like I got into the games. Right. Hit the table for, oh, like I there's did, a turnover, think. right? <laughs> yeah. Jason still does it. <laughs> so there was there was a, a a broadcaster this year from an opposing team who after the game uh-huh. lit me up a bit. And was like No, 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 no. (laughs) I
1: love that crazy (laughs) last. And
2: uh, and I, it was kind of a reality thing, but his approach was awful. Okay, and I, we got into it. And And,
3: and what did you say back to him? Do you want to say that?
2: Well, he he said
3: (laughs) he he said some personal things I didn't like.
2: Really? Yeah. I told him he's been mailing it in for over a decade. But here's where I am honest with myself. Here's where I am. Oh, I'm honest with myself, okay? I'm honest with myself. I need the that... unedited yeah. version of this yeah. afterwards. I, I know. I did not cuss or anything.
4: No, no, no. I need to know like the full. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it would make it better. You guys are like, oh my God.
2: <laughs> so anyway, since that time, I've yeah. really been like, hey, I don't need to. And I realized I don't need to do that. I was just in this zone. Right. This, sure. this bubble COVID sure. world I was living in. Right. Yeah. And it took me a second to, to readjust to real life. That's and That's not- I- Yeah. Common So, In a way, I don't have an issue that he brought it to my attention. Right. I'm glad. And look, I internalized it and I've gotten better from it. Wow. That's beautiful. But his approach. (laughs) No, 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 no. no, no, no. You don't
3: talk to people like that. Yeah. No, (laughs) No, I
0: definitely like still will like. I have Brendan and and Frankie next to me. So. Yeah. I kind of have some leeway yeah, with, yeah. you know, I can kind of do what I want. I'll definitely, like, hold people, you know, if they're big blog, big dunk. doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter what team I'm, either. I'm
4: picturing you as the college basketball kid on the bench when there's a big play. Like, hey, back, 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 back. <laughs> that is,
0: yeah, like, the, hold the entire bench back. That's, yeah, that's definitely me.
3: Yeah. Well, now, I mean, just talking about this, too, it's like now you see all these fans that do get to wait all day and be excited all day for Kings at night. And then you're coming into a game like this against TNT and you're coming into a space where this team is going to be a playoff team. It is going to be a different energy, whether that is tonight because they are on national television or just going forward because everyone, when things are good for something, Everyone wants to be a part of it. Right. You know, there's probably kids at school right now that are, are like, yeah, yeah, like flipping their That's, Steph yes. Curry jersey off and putting on a De'Aaron Fox I've always been a Kings fan.
2: That's, correct. That's Get great. That's great. That's fun. Create okay. the Need new fans. It's that, awesome. Yeah. Also, last time the Kings did play the Knicks where they only scored 99 points, De'Aaron Fox did not play in this did game. Not. He is playing tonight. Jalen Brunson status. He did travel with the team okay. to Sacramento. He's listed as questionable for this mm. game tonight. But- even without him, they're they're a tough team. You saw it the other mm-hmm. night with that double overtime win against the Boston Celtics, where quickly played fifty five oh minutes God, in the game. Yeah. Randall's given the Kings problems in the past.
3: Well, you know how Brian Anderson was just talking about their offense as well, the yeah. Knicks' offense. And Will Z had a stat in the last ten games: the New York Knicks have an offensive rating of one twenty three point five. For reference, the Kings lead the season at one eighteen. So, it's going to be a high-powered offense game from both teams. Oh, you want
2: some more numbers? You're going to throw numbers at me? Throw numbers out. Honestly, the Knicks, 20-12 and on the road this year, which is tied for the most road wins in the NBA. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, A couple other things that make you cringe. Yeah. Third in offensive rebounding, second and second chance points. So, those are two areas kind of concerned for the Kings, right? So, the game rebounding's got to be. They got to be point. on it. Yeah, on Keegan, point. Keegan. I don't know if Mike
0: Brown Herter, needs to call you out. Yep. Herter, Don't know if Mike Brown needs to call you out, but it needs to be there tonight. One hundred percent.
2: I think tonight too needs to have a little playoff intensity. Yes. I, I need it. You know, I need some physicality. Randall's yes. going to be talking. And I, if that's it, he sets yeah. the tone, and that's the big thing for Sacramento tonight. Is like you got to come out. You got to play your pace. Feed mm-hmm. off the energy. Quick start to me is essential. Yeah, like I do. The worst thing that could happen, right, is to get off to a slow start and take the crowd out of it early. Right. And, you know, this Knicks team's tough. Ribeiro's yeah, tough.
3: Well, they're tough, and they're one of the better rebounding teams in the league as well. Yep. And when you look at that, it can be so deflating if your squad is allowing them to get those second chance opportunities. The rebounds hurt, right? They and hurt so bad. We've seen that happen with the, the Kings Steven So many. I times.
0: just that Steven Adams game will live with me forever. I just him. It felt like he single handedly won. Russell. the Russell that game. He like, was Bill I think Russell. He got legitimately ten offensive rebounds that yeah. game. So. Hopefully they can and avoid he hasn't that. And he's been in the same tonight. sense. Yeah. Stephen Adams he's is not, he's not playing. He's, dude, he just can, said yesterday he's out for four weeks, at least minimum. More. Yeah, and right. he, he
2: has stem cell injection. Yeah. yeah next hour, we're going to talk about some of these NBA injuries because okay, the crazy. landscape in the NBA it's outrageous right now. Like KD, the, the way he rolled his ankle last right. night, really crazy. Sad. The Luka news, like yeah. Yeah. teams are banged up. Uh, did you guys see the clip uh, the other day? I, I could play it maybe later, but okay. someone was asking Tom Thibodeau about. Manual quickly playing 55 Minutes, and uh, Thibodeau said, Are you the Minutes Police? Can you do it in uh, Tib's voice? <gasps> uh, no, I can't. I, I just said that was John Laronitis yeah. I just did from WWE. You don't get that nope. reference. It's okay. Nope. Can you do it, Thibodeau, Morin? oh, oh. <laughs> is he dying? Oh, yeah, yeah. That oh, Tom Thibodeau's last breath? <laughs> yeah. There you go. You knew it. You knew it. That was good. That was good. No, he just—you hear him the entire game.
3: Yeah. Ice, ice, ice. Yeah. Oh, good. That yeah. was really good.
2: It's a little Doc Riversy. It's, it's
3: yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They got same, 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 same.
2: Are you the minutes police? No, I love that dude. And, and honestly, this injury <laughs> stuff is is. It's fascinating to talk about because it goes to something we were hitting on last week where we're so focused on, like, hey, load management and resting. And, like, I think the bigger issue is how much these guys are playing coming up, growing up, playing so many games, training, weight training at a young age. They come to the NBA and they're broken. Yeah, I
3: think, I mean, you look at them sometimes being broken. You know, the body has already put a lot on itself throughout the youth training, but also you just, I think how science is and how science is always um, evolving. It just needs to keep evolving. Even with this, like is rest, not necessarily hurting players, but when players are supposed to be going to an extreme for a full season right. should they continue on that extreme. I believe in balance in life, which I yeah. believe in but don't have any of. <laughs> yeah, <the> but, <laughs> like, she yeah. believes in it. I she doesn't practice it, it yeah. but no, she not, believes in it as a concept. All. But I think like even for the, some of these NBA players, like do you find that like an extreme in the season and then um, extreme in the off season, yeah. where is a lot of your rest. But yeah. then you're, if you are trying to get better and work on things, it's like you're working on things with strength, with conditioning, not necessarily taking physical hits from people. Yeah.
2: Well, here's another idea: Can we let kids be kids? Like, let them go right. play basketball and then go run and around. go play baseball and, yeah. and go play football and play tennis. We or don't have to be like, play, right? hey, I think my my kid can be a legit talent. Let's get him right. to the league, and he's like doing, he's at the squat rack right at, at 12 nine. years yeah. old yeah. And it's like yeah. yeah I mean why is he doing squats right, right now like just go get shots up work and on if your you ball think handling. of that
4: small tiny percentage that actually do that and actually make it to, that is and the, make it to the NBA mm-hmm. you're creating a ton of kids yep. who don't do that and some of them yep. just hate the game during it so True. Like, I don't want to do this anymore this isn't for me
0: or that – it's either that or it's people who don't make the league and they don't know themselves outside of basketball. Like, I, I'm big on Netflix's Last Chance You series, yeah. and that's, like, just an incredibly sad. common through line of just, like, these guys really think that they're going to make the NBA and, like, not saying, you know, whatever, keep yeah. the dream alive. Yeah. But the percentages are just so small, and it's – they don't – they don't even consider a life outside of – like, can I be a mechanic? Can I be – can I – I know basketball – like – can I be a radio host? Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't think of these things. It's just they're so hyper-focused because they play basketball they're, as ch- as kids, you know, year-round in AAU circuits. They just don't think outside of basketball.
2: Chris, appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, tomorrow, hopefully, you're talking about a Kings win. Hopefully with Frankie
0: Cardicelli. Oh. Hopefully with Frankie Cardicelli.
2: I bet you he's gonna feel much better tonight. Hope you had the game. Oh, I'm good. It's weird. A couple of love days management. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. We love Frankie. <laughs> yeah. uh, coming up next. Yeah, the Kings are getting national attention. They're on TNT tonight. But how about a Sports Illustrated piece I dropped Ooh. today? How about GQ Sports dropping mm. stuff on oh. the Kings? Okay, now. What a time. We'll talk about it all. Coming up next, it's Deuce and Mo. We're always live at YouTube.com slash 1140 And you need to go to SacktownSports.com.
0: Live and local,
1: it's Deuce and Mo.
0: Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sports 1140.
2: Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. I've got chills. Oh. I am ready for tonight. Feels like a big deal, Morgan Reagan. Because it
1: is How a big deal. Do-
2: it is a big time deal. The Kings... Back on the home floor tonight as the number two seed in the Western Conference. The New York Knicks coming to town. The Kings lost to them earlier this year at MSG without De'Aaron Fox. Julius Randle was awesome until he got ejected in that game. And the Kings were held under 100 points. That's only happened twice this year. One of those games happened against the New York Knicks. But it's a much different time. Morgan Reagan, the Kings are more comfortable with each other. And tonight, the atmosphere is going to be off the charge.
3: Off the charge? Yes, off the charge.
2: 18,000 plus in the building. Games on TNT. Playoff positioning at stake. Oh! Drink it in, Morgan. How are you feeling about tonight?
3: I'm drinking the purple drink, Deuce. I'm (laughs) feeling... Really? Well, and, you know, like, yeah, yeah. let's make a purple drink that has something to do with the beam. You guys like that?
2: Just like purple Kool-Aid? I used to love that Yeah, but we
3: do um something to make it glow, you know? Okay. Okay, good, good. Anyway, so I'm feeling- Free that- cancer,
4: everybody. Yes,
3: yeah. good. Um, I'm feeling great, Deuce. I, yeah. like, each hour that's gone by, I've been more and more excited, just kind of like, Chris Watkins brought up, you know, Oh man, back in the day when I was just a fan and not covering the team and just like, couldn't wait until the game. I still feel that I get just as excited to watch this game and see what the Kings are capable. Now, You know, I try not to have expectations too high of how I want the Kings to produce because they are going up against a good team. It's not like, you know, when it was against the Nets, they were all screwy still. It was
2: was so new in the season. The Kings weren't really even thought of at that point in time by anybody else. Now, teams know about the Kings.
3: That's it. And then my other worry, just like we were just saying, was um, really the way that this Knicks squad can get get second chance opportunities and how much that deflates a team. And that's so much of their offense because they're not even that great of a shooting team some nights. Well,
2: if Brunson can't go, that's a big time loss for them. You know, Brunson can play and he's tough. He's going to try to give it a go. He is questionable at this point. We talked to Davion Mitchell over the summer about him and we're talking about some of the toughest guys to guard. He was talking about Jordan Poole, right? Yeah. He mentioned though, Jalen Brunson as being one of the most difficult covers in the NBA. Jalen Brunson, I, in my opinion, has been their best player. Julius Randle's been awesome this year. A major bounce back year for him after what went down last year. But I, I think Brunson has brought a level of toughness, uh, confidence at that point guard spot. He's been amazing. Speaking of point guards, Morgan Reagan, mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox missed the last game uh with the hamstring soreness. He's still dealing with the wrist. Uh, De'Aaron was asked at practice yesterday. And you can read all about it at SackTownSports.com. Hey, how are you feeling, my man? I feel good. Okay. I feel good. If I was still feeling the hamstring, I probably wouldn't play, so. okay, hey, but if good. Oh. What? De'Aaron, if you were to put, like, a, a percentage on it. How close are you to 100%? Oh, I think I'm 100%, I, w- I would say. Besides wrist, I think uh, my hamstring is fine, though.
3: Cool. I'll take that.
2: De'Aaron was pretty short and sweet at his media session yesterday. I don't know if it's like a different level of focus of like, hey, big game here. Very
4: confident.
3: Well, he used to be short and just kind of to the point. And maybe with this, it's like he doesn't want to give up details on what's happening with his health and his body. You know, we've talked about teams taking advantage of that when they know something is weaker, when they know they can go at something, even if they, oh, hey, left hamstring, okay, like, I'm going to attack him left or you, what? I don't know what it is, but um, teams definitely do things like that.
2: The Kings got some love in Sports Illustrated today. So all of a sudden they're on TNT. Then the Sports Illustrated story comes out from Chris Herring. Uh, the title, how the Kings rejoined the NBA elite. What? The elite. The The, the, the elite. elite. The elite. Elite. elite, I thought Chris was gonna join it. I know, in too. He was nah,
4: sent. Just... I, I thought you'd get excited, maybe pop.
3: I was, for... I
2: was
4: telling you guys to do the signs,
3: oh. and
2: then
4: I could join in with the, okay. the elite.
2: We
3: needed you. So,
2: Sports Illustrated put out a little cover today, too. And yeah, the, the story was how the Kings rejoined the NBA elite. Interesting story that kind of talked about how the Kings have done it with their offense this year. Um, one of the things that Chris Herring wrote Sacramento plays at one of the NBA's fastest cadences and scores at the highest clip in basketball. After forcing a live ball turnover, 1.44 points per possession. But zooming out, how fast the Kings play on offense, they're also incredibly efficient. How efficient? Well, they own the highest offensive rating in league history, scoring 118.6 points per for every hundred times they have the ball. Let me repeat that because I was really choppy, dude. Okay. They own the highest offensive rating in league history, scoring 118.6 points for every 100 times they have the ball. They also do it a little differently, Morgan. Here's some more numbers that Chris Herring put out there. The club utilizes a league-high 10.3 handoffs each night. A lot of handoffs. We see the dribble handoff game, but it leads the league. Sabonis said with a smile, "A a lot of the guys don't like me because of how physical I am on those screens. But if I was on their team, they'd probably love me for it.
3: Facts. Facts. You hate running into a brick wall. I mean, physically... Literally, you would hate running into any type of wall and Sabonis running into a human that is like a brick wall on the court when you're trying to full speed navigate through it to get your player. It's awful. And that Sabonis just does such a fantastic job of not not only holding his ground, but putting himself in a position that his guard understands how close they need to come off his shoulder.
2: The other thing that was mentioned, in instances where defenses are forced to spread out to cover the perimeter shooters, Sabonis, one of the most physical players in the sport, and a 61.5% shooter from the field, simply bullies his way toward the basket. Then, how about this one? I love this one. They play one-on-one less often than just about any team. But when they do, mm. it pays off with the highest scoring rate on those isolation looks.
3: Because it's efficient. It's the shot selection. It's, it's going into those iso looks when you need to, not relying on those iso looks. Yes, 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 please, love. Sabonis said, we just try to keep the ball
2: moving. There's no ego. No one's saying, I need to score this much. We just all want to win. That's it. This is why Sacramento, the fans have connected with this team because there are similarities to those early 2000s teams that we all fell in love with, to the teams that got me wanting to be in this business, right? Because they played a beautiful brand of basketball. It didn't feel like, hey, you need to get all these guys' touches. Sure, C-Webb wanted some touches. Let's be honest about it. But he also was a phenomenal passer. This Kings team has so many different weapons. One night, it could be Kevin Herter with a monster night. It could be Fox, who pretty much brings it every night. Hey, Keegan, here's Malik Monk with a 45-point game and a double overtime win. Here's Trey Lyles out of nowhere. Thank you. The list goes on. Terrence Davis, Mr. TNT, the last time this team was on TNT, came up big against the Brooklyn Nets. That's what makes this team special. And in my opinion, a little more special than teams around the league. I'm not saying it's a championship team. That's fine. But when you have a whole bunch of guys who like one another, who like sharing the ball, who have the skill to make the right plays and they could shoot it, they could score it. That leads to a fun team. It leads to a good team in the NBA. And
3: it leads to a good culture. You know how much more fun it is to play basketball when you know that the ball is going to come back around and you're going to touch it? Even if you're not the one to shoot it at the end of the day, you know that if you make that hard cut, you will be rewarded if you are open. Because not you have guys capable of making that pass, but guys that are willing. And mm-hmm. wanting to make that pass, the best pass, the best play on the offensive end. Um, it's special. And, yes, dudes, we've talked about this so many times throughout this bad Kings basketball years, how important it would be to just, hey, have a good basketball team here. If you have a good team, you can accomplish so much even if you don't have all the stars. And that's where you start developing stars.
2: Shout out to Monty McNair putting what this all together. And he had this oh. to say, yes, we want to make the playoffs. Some people made fun of our fans who got excited at Summer League about the idea of us winning 40 games. But guess what? We haven't won 40 for 16 years. We understand that won't be a a success for long because then it turns in, can you win 45? Can you get to the second round? But we're really enjoying this. Mm. Monty McNair nailed it. Make fun of the Kings because tonight, I'm excited that they have a chance at 39. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 39. That's fine. We should be excited for that. Yes
2: and they are enjoying it. This team has connected with this city like those Kings teams in the early 2000s. I know the success isn't there yet because it's the first year of this, but when you have two studs in Fox and Sabonis and you have that surrounding with Herder, with Keegan,
3: you have, and everyone else, what? <laughs> um, You talk about those, those names mm-hmm. and you think about their personalities. Not only did Sabonis say it in that peace no guys have egos on this squad but that think about your leaders your leaders that are going to help you for the first time in 16 years break the playoff drought and they still are not going to have these big old egos I'm the best pay me we need to do this kind of thing because they know the importance and the beauty of having a pure basketball team I Freaking love it.
2: Kings and Knicks tonight. Coming up next, we got to talk some NBA injuries, some significant ones, how it impacts the Kings, plus De'Aaron Fox, a bonus. They also talked to GQ Sports. Kings <laughs> getting love from everywhere. It's Deuce and Moe. This is Sacktown Sports 1140 and SacktownSports.com.
8: Sacktown Sports. Oh, yes.
2: Kings and Knicks. You can hear the game right here on Sacktown Sports with G Man on the call. It's not on local TV tonight, it's on TNT. Brian Anderson, Stan Van Gundy, Stephanie Reddy in the building to watch Kings and Knicks. Does it sound like my voice is a little sore today? Huh?
3: I, I know it is. Does it
4: sound like my voice is a little sore today?
3: It, you don't sound <laughs> as bad as he does. <laughs> Because Deuce, anytime he goes to a wrestling event, loses his voice. This I, is better than usual. I don't
2: feel like I was yelling that much, but I was definitely doing some jaw jacking.
3: Yeah. Wait. So we- did a
4: wrestler take a swipe at you?
3: Yeah. Okay. No. Wait. Tell us. Tell us that really quick. Someone took a swipe at you.
4: So it was the main event of Rampage, which is which is taped. Yeah. And so it was the very beginning. It was him versus Andrade, and I was just giving like a oh, lot boo. We hate you, Sacramento. Hates you, like that type of thing. <laughs> And so then he gives me like a look and just like, I think he might have flipped me off or something like that. So it's just like, okay, good. And it's like at the beginning of the match, he goes out and he's walking around and he's coming by me and I just yell, nobody likes you, Sammy. And he takes, it's an open hand and he takes like a swipe at my Ooh. face. <laughs> like, I don't think he was going to hit me, but I did have to get out of the way of it. Not- I,
3: I love that you have that. And you have something too, because didn't you give someone the bird?
4: All right, well,
2: one, I got into it with Jay Lethal in the opening match. He kind of got close to me. I was like, oh, damn, it's Jay Lethal, this this old man going to get me. Um And then uh a lot of people may know her as Paige Soraya. Uh, Soraya, is that how you say it? Soraya. 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 That's probably why she
4: flipped you off. Soraya. Yeah. I'm like,
2: Soraya, yeah. uh, um So she come out, and, you know, she's a heel, so I'm I'm booing her. And she flips she, everyone uh, off. She, she started flipping people off, so when she got in the ring and she was kind of looking Don't. at me, I gave her the double bird. She looked at me and did it right back aggressively. I was like, Yep. <laughs> but I got scissored last night by. <laughs>
3: well, say what that means. It's. Yeah, I got scissored. This.
2: The acclaimed.
3: Scissor S- me ass daddy. No, Dad- daddy yes. ass. Yes. Sorry.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, really- yeah, Billy Gunn.
3: Um, Billy Gunn got me on that. That's so yeah. cool. So, yeah, so lucky. It was,
2: it was a lot of fun last night. And I, I thought it was cool just this is how you could tell the Kings are at a different level right now. Yeah. Where they're referencing the beam during the show. The fans are chanting, light the beam during the show. It just felt really cool. Yeah. And it also feels cool that the Kings not only were in Sports Illustrated today on TNT tonight, but Morgan Reagan. Where? Also, the other day, GQ Sports did a, a piece on them, and they did a little Q&A with Sabonis and Fox. It was entitled, Lighting the Beam with Fox and Sabonis. Oof. Oof. That sounds a little different, right? Like, lighting we, the beam, we're, man. We're, just, we're lighting the beam outside. You know?
3: Light it. Matt Barnes style. Pass the style. beam, man. Pass it. <laughs> Pass the beam.
2: Um, Sabonis so talking about Mike Brown. He goes, I feel like Coach Brown has done a good job of pushing us to be better every day. No one wants to get on his bad side. If you do something bad, he's calling you out right away. So that kind of adds that extra layer to every practice and every game. And then like Fox said, a lot of the guys are playing unselfishly. Everyone has the same goal, and that goal is to win as many games as possible, and we could put uh, us that uh, can put us in a great position in the postseason. The other thing they were talking about is what they have learned from Brown. Like, okay, what, what have you actually like? Be specific.
3: Here. Yeah, yeah.
2: Fox says, for me, I would say really a leadership mindset. Ooh. I feel like he brought that in. Obviously, he's a guy who's won many championships, so just being able to have that. Going into games, going into practices, when we're on a losing streak, on a winning streak, what this looks like. And I feel like he's helped me a lot with that. And then Sabonis says, coach comes in every day for practice, and the whole coaching staff is on it. Like, he says, they're holding us accountable. They're pushing us. There's not one day that's going to slide by. So that's really important throughout the course this season because it's just going to prepare us for these moments that matter. Dude, Mike Brown... And his staff coming in and going, we can't come in here and be like, try to fit in. No, we are going to set a standard that has not been set in Sacramento for years.
3: It's when you think about him saying that where we know from the outside, that's kind of what's going on. But you're hearing that from your star player saying that every single time practice, whatever, shoot around, they come locked in. I love it because it is. It is work at the end of the day. And you know how hard it is to come locked in every single day after some of these guys are scouting, watching film, um, studying up the night before, then coming into a practice or shoot around and still being locked in, holding guys accountable. Like, it's coaching is hard if you're doing it right, and I feel like it's not only Mike Brown; it's the coaching staff as a whole. They delegate work, they empower one another, and they're all doing it, and that's what's making it work
2: so it, well. It makes it pretty special; it really does. Um, he was Fox was also asked about his first five years in Sacramento. Yeah, he says it was definitely different. Obviously, it was frustrating. You don't want to be selfish, like, well, I got my numbers, but we lost. So it was definitely hard. But I feel like a lot of the guys, especially when you're a top pick, those things happen. You go through struggle struggles. Obviously, I don't want to go through five years of struggle, but I feel like it makes winning even more sweet. And it's something that you want to just be able to continue and be consistent throughout the years. I'm so happy for De'Aaron Fox. I know I feel like we're doing like a celebration today. Whatever. And I, okay, you know what? Part of it is. Yeah. You know, because,
3: own it, honey. Own
2: it, honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. Because... <laughs> We haven't felt this in a long time, and it's not just you're winning. It's a fun team, and I just think it's cool to see someone that's homegrown like De'Aaron Fox. He's been here, and to see his evolution is probably – I think for me, I think that's my favorite part of the season, his evolution. Because I I think we all saw the flashes, but to see him actually do it now, to see him grow, to embrace Mike Brown's leadership and accountability and get better – that's big time
3: that's what makes it even more special and i think brian anderson even mentioned it to us too deuce is like enjoying the journey and why that is so special and why it is important and that's why if you want to talk about us celebrating today who gives a damn because there's going to come a year maybe next year that we're not celebrating at this time it works no we're expecting more you know what i mean we're expecting this so much more from this team that it's like, it. oh, yeah, we're at 40 wins. That's cute. When are we going to get to 50? You know, and I don't yeah, want, yeah. I don't want, I, and it's going to happen, but that's why it's Live important. Live in the
2: moment, clown.
3: Live in the moment, clown. Perfect. To you. But the yeah. other thing I was going to say, too, about Deer and Fox and, and really why it's so special seeing his development um, and seeing it all come together is because he could have totally given up on this city, on this team, where it seemed like at a point last year before the – or was that last year? Yeah, before the trade deadline, um, that something was going on. Yeah. And we don't know what it was, and people were mad about it. I mean, I was frustrated, but you just didn't know what was happening – But you also have to understand, if he's giving it his all and then he can't control the outcome of who they're picking as coach and who they're putting around him, it's going to get frustrating.
2: We also need to give some love to some more Sacramento basketball.
3: Okay. Oh, Stinger's up.
2: How up are they? Way up. I would say they were all the way up. What? Uh, What are you giving me that attitude for? Because I changed the subject. We have been on for almost 90 minutes. We could talk about Sac State for a second and acknowledge what they have done, Morgan Reagan, for the first time in school history. They are headed to the NCAA tournament. Here's how it ended yesterday for the Sac State Lady Squad.
8: Sacramento State is the Big Sky Women's Basketball Champion making
3: history. The first time championship tournament crown winners 76 63 over
2: nau hell yes
3: that's so great morgan
2: you played juco ball at sierra you guys competed for a state title we did those moments oh mean so much but for sac state these women who have worked so hard the way they have turned around the program the fact that they are yes. part of the first to get to the NCAA, the first team to get to the NCAA tournament, this
3: is a huge deal. Like, you talk about how the Kings are going to be the first team in 16 years to make the playoffs. Yeah. Think about for this squad and this program and how they get to be a part of that history, yep. right? And, like, they, they're they going to cherish that forever. I mean, like, you're, you're so right. Like, the things that I cherish from my playing days um, and the accomplishments as a team, those are the things that you really look back on. And you go, that is... We did that. And for them, they're going to get to do that. What a special team. What a special time in Sacramento. We talked to Mark Campbell. Was that last week? Yeah. Last week, the head coach? Friday.
2: Love his energy, his Mm -hmm. passion. And just to see how far this team has come and the the development of those players. It's great for the city. And we will find out where they are playing, who they're playing. That Brackets come out on Sunday.
3: Hell yeah. Stinger's way up. They're really high up. They're so high up that we can't even touch them. It sounds
2: like ee. This doesn't even sound like the the, the well, I know we just tournament We're singing anymore.
3: any song we want to sing. How about
2: I do the But that's not
3: just, an easy song to, to like just make up here we go, words here we go. to.
2: <laughs> Du,
4: du, 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 du. You can't do we it. Are the whole nuts. We're the hornets. We're going to win. We'll sting you. Buzz, yeah. buzz. No,
2: no. How about, yeah, you buzz sing buzz. it. No, sing it to the theme. You just,
3: we got a team that's going to win. There you go. Yeah. Everything. Buzz, buzz. <laughs> the singers are way up. Our voices are awful with this.
2: Yeah, song. yeah, they are. They are. They are. All right, coming up next, we need to get into some major injury news around the NBA. What went down with Kevin Durant last night? Is he going to play Saturday against the Kings? I don't think oh. so. But, man, there are so many injury updates today. we got to get to them all. It's Deuce and Moe on Sacktown Sports, 1140 and SactownSports.com. It's Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader, Town Sports. Why is Chris? Why are you laughing so much? Because Morgan
4: during the break, yeah, just right before. Yeah. <laughs> right
3: I would I, I just want to apologize to anyone the, with that the way last you name. just pointed. <laughs> it was just like right there. I'm like, they're for sure talking about it.
2: wow well, you if you missed it, it's on the YouTube feed. youtubecom slash They're Appreciate-
4: obviously saying something about this.
2: Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed as well. Kings and Knicks tonight. Big stretch of games for Sacramento. Kings and Knicks tonight. Yes. Uh, Saturday, Kings and Suns. Monday, Kings and Bucks. Hey. Warren, this injury stuff in the NBA is wild. And you just also think about how fortunate the Kings have been with injuries because they really haven't had anything crazy besides Sabonis, which we should still acknowledge the fact that he's playing through it, right? Like, He's probably going to need some sort of surgery in the offseason. But last night in the NBA, Kevin Durant, during warm-ups, he's supposed to make his uh, debut in Phoenix for the first time. First home game, he rolls his left ankle. And after the game, the Arizona Central reporting that he left in a walking boot. (sighs) The Suns are fearful of a grade 2 ankle sprain. And he could miss the rest of the regular season and the start of the playoffs remember they're 3 and 0 when he's in the lineup
3: you guys this is a just something that again you would never expect to randomly happen at the end of a year after a big trade 3 and 0 when he's playing with the Suns and then warming up his ankle just clicks like if you Dude, see it the was video so gross, so yeah gross. yeah and so for him Again, it's sad. It sucks because... As much as I love it for the Western Conference for the Kings, like if I'm going Kings fan, I hate it for yeah, the NBA. No, you, you know what I injuries, mean? yeah. Oh, no. And I'm, I'm just saying it not even from an injury standpoint. I'm just saying you just want him on the floor. You want to see him create the magic that he creates. And it's the same thing with Luka Doncic, who was dealing with some injury, too.
2: Yeah, Luka's MRI came back clean on the hamstring strain, but it's clearly an issue. We were watching that game against the Suns over the weekend, and he was laboring a lot. And Luke is one of the guys that if he feels pain, you're gonna know he's in pain. He lets you know. He lets you know. He really does let you know. But he's obviously doing. I heard the, pie the wine strain. in Slovenia is amazing. Yeah, and he left the game in the third quarter yesterday in a loss to the Pelicans because it was it was too much. So I don't know how much time he's going to miss. But I mean, it's crazy to look at like where Dallas was close to Sacramento before like the trade deadline. Yeah. so The Kings are number two. They've got a two-game lead right now on Phoenix, and these two teams play again on Saturday. Uh, in the loss column, the Kings have 26 losses, Phoenix with 29. Excuse me, Dallas. The Kings have a five-and-a-half game lead on Dallas now. They're up five on the Warriors and Clippers. Cool. So, you know, uh, there's – and Memphis, yeah. like, talk about their update. Jaws missing at least the next four games. Stephen Adams just had – a stem cell injection in his knee, and he's going to be reevaluated in about a month. They lost Brandon Clark. Injuries have ravaged a lot of these teams now, Ravaged. Cir- circumstances too. So you mentioned Durant, Jaw still out, Adams out, Zion. Zion's not even going to be reevaluated for two more weeks. LeBron's injury. I mean, it's Brandon Clark. Arc. Yep. I mean, we were talking about. I remember during the break, during the All Star break. Right after the trade deadline, all that. We're like, can the Kings stay in the top six? Now we're in a situation that the Kings are going to stay in the top six. Yeah. And now it's like, can they stay at two? You know, there's a chance here that they could still stay
3: at two. That, absurd. never, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that this was going to be a scenario for this first year of them turning things around, but also, I mean, I think in some of our preview shows together of the season, you know, I'm always like, hey, barring injury, this could happen for the Kings, but really I'm scared about the West because of the competition. Then, like you said, trade deadline happened. I'm like, okay, every team made a little tweak, like they're getting better, and now you're seeing tweaks with the injury bug and how the Sacramento Kings, knock on wood, are staying the healthiest. Um, it's, It's really... I am so happy that the Kings are in this situation, but they also have to capitalize on it now. Because sometimes teams that have these injuries are the teams that find a way to fight through and push back.
2: And the Suns are still a good team even without Kevin Durant. Exactly. they're trying to win a title. And that's just, these are the risks when when you add someone like Durant, who's beyond talented. He's one of my favorite players in the league. But he's now has an injury history, right? And when you're trying to come back from these injuries, I mean, a great two ankle sprain, there's like ligament damage there, right? So he's got to get that healed up and ready to go. And then can he be ready for the playoffs? He's going to miss the start of it. It's going to be interesting. And and when you start thinking about like, oh, can you get by a series without him? Well, think about if the playoffs started today, it'd be Suns Warriors first round. That's not easy, right? You'd love to have Durant for that series. If they somehow made it to the third spot, they could have a showdown with the Clippers, maybe without Durant. So it's not like you're getting a first-round series and you're taking on the eight seed, right? This is clearly you'd be taking on some pretty interesting opponents. Also, one other injury note that really sucks. Yeah. It's someone that doesn't impact the Kings at all, but Lonzo Ball. Woj just saying there's a growing possibility that Lonzo may need a third surgery that's six. That would require uh, six months of recovery and rehab. It'd be the third time he has surgery on this knee. He hasn't appeared in the game since January 2022. The belief is that a third surgery is likely necessary to give him uh, the best opportunity to play again. Oh. He's made some incremental progress in recent months, according to ESPN, but he has yet to be able to run, cut, or jump without experiencing pain. I that makes me sick.
3: It gives it gives me chills because I just think about how do you mentally even overcome that, conquer that, those struggles, those challenges that are at you, not only right now when you could be in the darkest place ever, but going forward, if your goal is to play again, what you have to push through to get there again, it's going to be awful. And, yeah, you look at the Ball brothers and LaMelo and his injury as well. It's just – it's all – it's all bad for some of these guys, and I just, I really do, I really do feel so bad for these injuries.
2: Yeah, you just hope he can come back, but you know, you're talking about a third surgery. Mm. I mean, since he's been out in twenty twenty, that's insane.
3: I wonder if we're gonna get to a time too where all these injuries, like, there's gonna be even more studies on, you know, whether it's load management and bodies and the pace and everything that else that goes on in the game. And I know, I'm-
2: evaluate youth sports. That's where it is. That's, that's where I mean, that's the Baxter Holmes piece detailed it. There's a lot of evidence that's showing these kids are playing too many too too many games. They're practicing too much, weight training. You're talking about ACL repairs when they're like nine, ten years
3: old. Gross. I wow. mean, my shoulder first came out at fifteen. So mm. I mean, and then it still comes out I had surgery, but it still comes out and yeah, <sighs> it's awful. Barf.
2: Uh coming up next, we have to the other game tonight's Warriors Grizzlies. Mm. I want to get your guys' perspective on this Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green back and forth. Is it kind of like two wrestling jobbers going back and forth? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
3: Are you kind of throwing shade by saying that? Two
2: heels that nobody likes going back two and forth? Two, like, heels, yeah.
4: In the mid card,
3: okay. Ooh. And then, how
2: about Fred VanVleet cutting a promo Ooh. last night? He went at the officials. We'll do that coming up next. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports, eleven forty. sacktownsportscom Deuce and Mo on
8: Sacktown Sports.
2: You know, with every big game, a big fight, there's like an undercard. Oh, okay.
3: I know where you're going.
2: Tonight's main event of the evening takes place in Sacramento tonight. Kings and Knicks on TNT. You can hear the game right here with G-Man on the call of Sactown Sports 1140. The undercard tonight on TNT, Mm -hmm. uh, the Grizzlies and Warriors. (gasps) A couple of teams behind the Kings. I, I, I know you guys probably don't look behind a lot, but... Yeah. <laughs> All kidding aside, are, are are do we like this whole Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green back and forth? Last week on a piece on ESPN, uh huh, Dylan Brooks was talked about a feature. What he means to Memphis and oh, his grit, just grit and grind, you know. Um, he talked about how he doesn't like Draymond. He says. I don't like Draymond at all. I just don't like Golden State. I don't like anything to do with them. Draymond talks a lot, gets away with a lot too. His game is cool with Golden State, but if you put him anywhere else, you're not going to know who Draymond is. Oh. He plays with heart. He plays hard, knows the ins and outs of their defense. I guess that's why they like them over like him over there.
3: Damn. So of course Damn.
2: What does Draymond do the day after he gives up on a play?
3: <laughs> I know in the first
2: half of their game the other night
3: he goes on his podcast and talks
8: about this
2: he goes live on his podcast talking about Dylan Brooks so uh, here's what Draymond had to say in response
8: if you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship look no further than this idiot right here they're actually <laughs> depending on this guy to help them win a championship and he says his game is cool quite frankly that just shows how little you know about basketball And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you, not with you. He plays with heart, knows the ins and outs of the defense. I want to be quite frank, I made the ins and outs of our defense. I guess that's why they like him over there. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out why they like you in Memphis. Or do they like you in Memphis? That's a better question. I'm not sure your teammates like you. But I can tell you why they like me over there. When you contribute in the way that I, contrib- I have contributed to four championships, they tend to like you. So next time you speak up on me, you should do some fact-checking. Next time you speak up on me, you should do some soul-searching. Next time you speak up on me, I hope you're in a better situation than you're in now. <laughs> where the guys you play with actually enjoy playing with you because they actually think you're contributing to winning. Because uh, it ain't happening right now, champ. Ah, you're not a champ. Oh, You're a clown. <laughs> it ain't happening for you. This is why you guys all
2: need to understand yes. that everything in life is like wrestling. Yes. What? Draymond Green, I had not heard that. I saw the quotes, but yeah. listening to that, he... He got a wrestling promo.
3: He did. You know what I want more so before the playoffs? That's Promos to be cut leading into games
2: before intros. You yes, have Dylan Brooks music. He starts. He's getting booed, and then Draymond comes out and cuts that promo.
3: Cut the music.
2: That was incredible by Draymond Green. Oh,
3: I saw someone retweeting. Go, oh my gosh, a, a wrestling promo by Draymond. I didn't listen to it because I was busy, wow. and I was like, oh, I'm excited. That was absolutely. Fantastic. It was entertainment. I don't care how what you feel about Draymond. I'm not a huge Draymond guy, but that right there brings me joy. Although, you're not it, a champ. it's definitely like,
8: um, <laughs> you're a clown.
2: <laughs> you're not a champ, you're a clown. Um, it's definitely kind of like the battle of the mids, though, right? Like, for
3: sure, you have like
2: <laughs> Dylan Brooks,
3: they both suck at shooting, yeah, they but they both play with heart.
2: Dylan Brooks, I'm not a Dylan Brooks guy at all, at all. Okay, and I think. Draymond nailed it. So, look, Memphis has some things to work out. Um, I did want to get to one more clip because sure. that was epic. Sure. Watching this last night, I was stunned. Fred Van Vliet of the Raptors, they were against the Clippers last night. Try to make a run late. They end up losing the game. Van Vliet, it's not, I don't want to say he went off. He did the thing where he said it in kind of a calm way, but he was not happy about the officials. Mm-mm. I don't think I've really heard anyone talk about officiating like this after a game.
6: I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was f- terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on um, most nights, you know, a couple other, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just fuck the game up, you know. And it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough. Obviously, you come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bull tech. Changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game, and um, you know most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair, they communicate well, and then you got the other ones who just want to be dissing. and um just kind of fucks the game up. Nobody's coming to see that shit. They come to see the players, and um I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was, and um it's been disappointing this season. Um you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating, so. At a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal and um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed, um, but it definitely makes it tougher. Wow. So
2: just for the record too, NBA Reddit, of course, does a deep dive. Yeah. Uh, The Raptors have played 67 games so far this season. Six of those games were officiated by Ben Taylor, who Van Vliet mentions. Uh And in four of six of those games, Van Vliet has gotten a technical.
3: Dude. It. He's okay. The way that he talked about it felt very mature, felt very composed. <laughs> A lot of f
2: bombs. So. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, someone said, uh, "How about Fred Van Bleep? Love it. That's funny. Um, That's very funny. But, but I, I look at him calmly talking about it, and then also praising officiating too. We've been able to break down officiating this season, but you look at that stat just even on NBA Reddit, and believe what you see.
2: Yeah, I would say, to the officials, and Ben Taylor's been around for a second. So sure. He's not like a super young official. Um, or inexperienced, rather, he's young, but he's yeah. not inexperienced. I, I do think some of the newer officials tend to throw out technicals more, and you have to understand the game. Okay, I understand you're officiating the game, but understanding the game and the nuances, the competitive guys are going to talk. They're going to go back and forth. It's going to get physical sometimes. Player may say something, but like how quickly some of these officials hand out technicals, but don't hand them out to other guys. It's infuriating for not only fans but clearly for players who yeah. felt that way. And you know, all of a sudden Van Vliet's going into the game, going, "Well, this guy's already giving me technicals, and he gave me." more tonight
3: and it it's what i loved how he broke it down he goes it ruins the flow of the game it and that's and the people are there to be entertained by the pace the flow um a good rhythm i mean you know when we're calling g league games and there's an officiating crew that is calling foul after foul after foul it's not only difficult for us as broadcasters It's difficult for fans. It's difficult for players to really feel it and get into it. And that's why it's so very important as an official to really be on point with what you're doing. I think being on point is not taking things personal, uh, not having your biases, which they're human, so it's difficult. But that game, when we watched Luka Doncic go Mm. off on that official after not getting fouled at the end of a quarter and the official is just like walking away. I'm like, that is a technical on so many low bottom tier teams. Right. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So that's been a big top Those are like the big topics this year in the NBA. Yeah.
3: Sometimes the officiating,
2: all the injuries, uh, speaking of injuries, still no word on Jalen Brunson. Brunson, the last Brunchen. we heard is he's questionable. De'Aaron Fox will play. Let's check in before the break with our guy, AC. What's up, AC? How are you, man?
5: Hey guys, you're giving mind groin way too much airtime. <laughs> Just gotta say that. mind
2: groin. Um, How long did it take you to come up with that line,
5: <laughs> dude? I, remember, remember the time when he got uh, LeBron that in that game where he fell on his back, and yeah. then he did it again to Stephen Adams. You
2: thought of it then? So, uh, yeah, yeah, I see. Okay.
5: Yeah, so it's it's, it's been a while. Anyway, um, thanks for the show. We we love having you guys on and like. You, I'm a diehard Kings fan, but I want to give a shout out to my co coworker Javi, who comes on board as a new employee. I thought I was a Kings fan, and I come by his new cubicle, and he's got a whole string string of bobbleheads, Kings bobbleheads in his in his state worker cubicle. So that's awesome. Want to give a shout out. Aww. Yeah, and uh, we're uh, the reason why we want to be number two. And I know we can't control who we play, but I think you guys would all agree. We probably have the best chance of getting out of the first round if we get Dallas. And am, the other teams, you know, you never know.
2: I agree with that. I, I think Kings take care of Dallas. I'm not scared of yeah, Dallas. Yeah, and I, I feel confident about that. Thank you so much for what you guys do.
3: Dude, thank you. Uh, I think that's good.
4: The, the reason why the Kings are winning so much and going up the up the standings is because Dallas has been so bad and dropping down the standings. They, they need that matchup.
2: Wait.
1: Mm.
4: I'm trying to see. <laughs> I, I was
2: and I know I'm tired. Are, is I didn't there a, get it is either. there a Luca joke in
3: there? Yeah. No, no, no,
4: no. That was it. Was a Dallas Mavericks joke.
3: Okay, go say it one more time. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, okay, the fun.
4: Kings are rising yeah. up the standings because they know that the Mavs are falling. And they want to meet them in the playoffs. I see. Yeah, yeah, they like the match. It really. is rare for me not to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah. I know. All of
2: a are like, I was like, no I'm... one
3: died in this joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's no nothing about Luca's weight in there or Kyrie's Twitch stream last night. Way too PG I even, for us. I, Kyrie's Twitch stream. I saw the clips. I'm, I can't even. I don't even know where to start with that. Ooh. I'm done with it. I'm.
3: I can't. I. I didn't see him.
2: I'm out. Okay. Coming up next, though, we're gonna welcome Brendan Nunes
3: in studio.
2: Yeah. Of course, he is host of the King's Pulse podcast. Right for the King's Herald. You see him on King's Beat too. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports at Sacktownsports.com. It's Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Town Sports. Morgan, I was about to say happy Friday. I just realized it's Thursday. Happy Thursday. It feels like a Friday. It feels just like a big day, right? Kings and Knicks on TNT. The rematch of... Knicks are here, baby! Yeah, they are. Uh, The Knicks in town. A rematch of the NBA Finals from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days.
3: Oh, that's where he wanted to go with that, huh? Was that an NBA Finals
8: game in that movie? It was. It was. Wow. That's
2: when the Kings and Knicks played in the NBA Finals in the early 2000s.
8: (laughs) Bing bong!
2: (laughs) Stupid v- Knicks fans. Velade <laughs> was Knicks in that fan. one. Yeah, Mike um, Bibby, Charles Spriwell. Yeah, they yeah. were
3: acting. Yeah. Playing basketball. Yeah, yeah
4: exactly. He, he weren't acting when it's NBA
9: finals.
3: Yes. The Kings and Knicks <laughs>
4: also play in the movie Eddie. That's true. Wow. And I don't know if you know this, Doug Christie was playing on the Knicks at the time. He said he had no idea that that was happening. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised.
2: My favorite part about last night is Doug Christie was at AEW, too. Yeah. He was... <laughs> He was in a suite, but you know it's kind of high up there. And oh, in he, he sent me land. a picture. He sent me a picture of where he was sitting, and I was making fun of the fact that I'm like, "Do you have your binoculars with you?" Or and I took him a pic. I took a picture of where I was sitting, yeah. and he Facetimed me. He was like, "Flipping me off."
4: <laughs> <laughs> like you damn right, Doug. No, oh. where I was sitting, I was able to go up and say hi to Doug too. So oh, oh you got all the way up there, huh?
3: So yeah. cute. Tough
4: seats for Doug, mm.
3: huh? Oh my god, you guys are so <laughs> evil.
2: Uh, Kings and Knicks tonight, though. Super excited to have in studio with us. A really hard-working guy. You read his work, King's Herald, host of the King's Pulse podcast, appearances with James Hammond, and Sean Cunningham on King's Beat. He's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's on the Return of the Roar podcast. You're on this station all the time. Brendan Nunes joins us live yeah. in the studio. What's up, guys? How you doing, Glad
9: man? to be here. Good, good, good. Dude. I appreciate the invite. Excited for tonight. Hopefully yeah. we get a big Terrence Davis performance. You know, oh, it seems fitting. Mr. So, TNT. Hey. TNT TD.
3: I mean, so. are you really expecting that after, like, what? Well, you know. You know. Yeah.
2: You never yeah. know, though. That that came
3: out no, of nowhere. it's true. It's true. And I shouldn't, it's and I the don't. the narratives, more. No, you're right. And I shouldn't just, like, go in that direction, <laughs> obviously, because I think the bench has been, um, has had some really, really bright lights with uh, Trey Lyles, you know, showing up, Malik Monk, uh even when he's not shooting well being able to play make and bring a certain type of energy and you never know with TD when what night it's going to be and he's just going to show up
2: i mean i think that's really what we think about with this there's just so many guys that are capable of coming in and contributing i tonight just feels big too i mean they're the number 2 seed in the west teams around them are banged up chaos with the memphis grizzlies they're at home for this game national audience the crowd's going to be insane uh, this has got to be one of the biggest games you've covered, right? doesn't feel that way. I know it's, it seems like every home game now it feels big, but this one seems like there's some extra significance tonight.
9: Yeah, I mean, I think the last three games stand out to me. What, Dallas, New Orleans, and I forget what the most recent Clippers? Was it Clippers? Clippers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, those all stand out to me as, like, you know, specifically Western Conference teams yeah. that you could see in the first round. Those specifically stand out. But I guess the fact that this one is on national television does – Add a little bit more juice to it. Um, and last time they were in the building, I remember Julius Randle going absolutely crazy. Yeah. And it's like off the dribble, step back threes. It was absolutely ridiculous. So not quite expecting the same.
3: What's the biggest thing that maybe you're nervous about for tonight's game?
9: Um, I hope that, I don't know about nervous. I'm probably not answering this question the right way. But I hope that <laughs> Jalen Brunson plays. Okay. And we get a Jerry West battle. In the fourth quarter, ooh, the clutch you know, they,
2: Yeah, these are these
9: are the two sort of clutch players. Is I think there, is it really a battle? Like it's foxes. It should be right, yeah, but it, like,
3: it adds that. There's still a
9: handful of games left. Yeah, yeah. Um, nervous wise, probably keeping the Knicks off the offensive glass.
3: Bing bong They've been
9: a pretty good. <laughs> funny, <laughs> they've been a funny, pretty good funny. rebounding team, and there's nights where the Kings are really good in that aspect, and there's other nights where it's not so much. So. I feel like that's one of the more crucial aspects to the tonight's game.
2: Yeah, I was asking this yesterday because the Knicks had that nine-game win streak and then, you know, they called it a trap game or whatever. They lost a 14-point lead at home to the Hornets and lost that game. Love it. So their streak has come to an end. I'm like, would you have rather them come to Sacramento with a 10-game winning streak or are you happy that they lost that game? Like, I don't know how to feel about it. Brendan? You definitely want them to come in with the winning streak. You right? do? you want, wow. it's just more fun. It's more fun. Like I don't
6: uh, I don't know yeah, about yeah. like
9: if I'm the on the coaching staff, yeah, maybe yeah. I feel differently. Yeah. But like from a entertainment aspect. Okay. You want them to come in with the winning streak, right? The same way that you wish Sacramento didn't lose that game and came in with a winning streak. Like I thought it was going to be lined up where maybe both teams will come in with a a little winning streak.
3: Chris Verlaud was the same way as you, where he's like, yeah, I, I want it. I want the winning streak. I wish they had the winning streak coming into this because now they're going to come in a little, like, angry that they lost that game and uh, maybe a little bit more prepared. And I don't know. It's focused. I, yeah, focused. Thank you, Chris Verlod. And I don't I don't necessarily see it like that. I, I was just more like, yeah, they humbled them, brought them back down to earth, and now they have to, like, crawl back up to get that next win I could be completely wrong with where I'm going with these guys and their mentality. Either way, it's the Sacramento Kings home floor, and I feel like they're going to feel a different energy, not only from being on TNT, but also from the crowd feeling yeah, a different type of the energy. The crowd's
2: going to be unbelievable tonight. It's
3: Yeah.
9: Yeah, I think we're going to... I think... Because it's TNT.
2: I yes. think it's TNT. I think also understanding where things are at. Like two seed the two seed and i don't care how you got that number two seed Mm. that hasn't happened since 2004 like just that and also it's a two seed where you're looking like there's a chance they could keep it which you know i I think i was in the camp post trade deadline like hey these teams behind them got better kings will i think they could still stay in the top six it's going to be a challenge coming up here well coming out of the break the Kings have done really well. They had that one loss to Minnesota where Minnesota's offense was just locked in and was unbelievable, and the Kings had their issues too. Still only lost by four to a good squad that yeah. has a really good defense. What, what has stood out to you about maybe the Kings' approach post-All-Star break? Have you noticed something different? I mean, they've said that Coach Brown said prior to the All-Star
9: break that like we need to make sure that coming out of this break there's no lull. That we keep our foot on the gas and like they're in a position right now where we get to sit here and talk about the two seed, which is ridiculous, you know. And I don't know how I feel about postseason basketball, which is a little bit of a different conversation, especially with their defense. Right? (laughs) It's it's a new conversation for everybody here. Um, But I think that they've done a good job of just staying engaged, staying focused, and playing their brand of basketball, which means just being absolutely phenomenal on the offensive end and try to play defense for quarter 20 minutes well go ahead
3: it's not even about just playing for a quarter it's about how can you string together this team defense to be good enough to stop an offense or to um, disrupt an offense and I think like you said they've come out since the break understanding how much more focused they need to be that's what defense is about it's about being engaged it's about being locked in and if a coach is giving you a strategy and you stick to it You can complete the task even if you don't have the best individual defenders.
9: We've seen a lot of zone, and I don't think that that has been the case much earlier in the year. I think we saw it first in that sort of Clippers game. Maybe we saw it in, like, bits and pieces here and there. I feel like a lot of times out of timeouts, coaches will throw that in here and there. Maybe we've seen that for Mike Brown, but in that Clippers game, they were really trying to post up uh, Russell Westbrook on De'Aaron Fox and eventually to try to take away his sort of – penetration in the paint they went into zone but we've seen a lot of that recently and I'm surprised we didn't see it more so earlier in the year and I think ideally they would prefer to not have to go to that but I like that they're switching it up a little bit because obviously this team doesn't have the greatest defensive talent while a lot of defense is effort as as you said um they don't have like the typical rim protector which I think is really important when it comes to defense you know um when Minnesota came into town Mike Brown talked about like they can play such physical um Paint per, or um perimeter protection because they have that sort of rim protector behind them and Sacramento doesn't really have that so I think they don't have the greatest defensive talent but I like that we're seeing sort of them sort of switch it up because they just have to be good enough yeah on that, uh, when you're the best offense of all time
2: I, and I think too what really strikes me when you and I know it, when you start doing deep dives in the numbers sometimes mm-hmm. you know it, it's hard to figure out what's real what's not you know Zach Lowe on his podcast was suggesting that the Kings are Maybe a better defensive team than the numbers suggest. You're looking at their first half defensive rating. They twenty 28th in defensive rating, near the bottom of the NBA. Yeah. In the second half, they're 15th. In the fourth quarter, their defensive rating is 10th. Like, it, is is that encouraging or annoying? Uh.
9: <laughs> like, I don't know how to take
2: that, you know? Well, look, they're winning games, right? So, right. They're obviously doing something right where I think I'd be more discouraged if it was like they were 10th in the first quarter, 15th in the first half, in the second half, they were 28th. The fact that down the stretch of games, playing close games, they lock in. And I, I don't know what that means. I don't know. And so, yeah, if they could give me a little better defense in the first half of games, who knows where they could be. And I think it's just a sign to me that, okay, yes, they are 25th on the season defensive rating. But when you go the first half versus second half, the fourth quarter numbers, those things matter too. There's obviously something good they're doing in the second half of games. There's obviously something they're doing in the fourth quarter. Even when they take on opponents for the second time in a season, it seems like they play better. Like That's,
3: th- that's why yes. I'm very
2: curious about this team, especially down the stretch of the season, taking on some of these really good opponents like they are in the next three games, how they look in these type of games, I
3: think that's one of my favorite things that we've seen this season, you guys, is the adjustments, the, the film that they watch, the things that they do to make sure when they go into the same matchup, okay, well, we need to change this or we need to get better at this. And so when they go into a fourth quarter and they're locking down on defense or whatever it is. They are focused on a different level, and there is coaching going on. They are being told something. They are coachable about it. They are listening and actually executing it. And I just don't think a lot of teams and players have that capability unless you have that trust and that relationship with your coaching staff.
2: With this Kings defense, we need to talk about how they can deal with the Knicks a little bit tonight. Brendan was just talking about the zone defense. Is that something that they could do tonight against a Knicks team that's not very good at shooting? Ooh. We'll discuss that. We're back in 60 seconds on the radio side. Always live at youtube.com slash Sports1140. It's Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe. SacTown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan, alongside Brendan Nunes, getting you ready for Kings and Knicks on TNT. You can also hear the game on Sacktown Sports with the legend, the icon, the G-man, Gary Gerald, on the call, who is going to be ready to go tonight for some big-time playoff-intensity basketball. He's
3: always ready. Who are we kidding?
2: Um, Yeah, it's going to be fun tonight to see how the Kings respond. We were just talking about the Kings defense Uh, before the break and I'm interested to see how they defend the Knicks tonight and the Kings have been sprinkling in more zone I think more teams in general in the league are sprinkling in more zone Brendan do you think that we see the Kings play some zone against the Knicks tonight
9: I don't think that they ever want to go to their zone I think it's more so that Mm. the man defense isn't working yeah and so it's kind of their fallback so Maybe in the second half. I don't think it's ever anything they're going into the game except for like out-of-timeout things where you're maybe just kind of switch it up and and make teams think about it a little bit more. But I think ideally, we don't see it. If we don't see it, that means that they're playing a good game defensively.
2: I think, and I hear what you're saying. You're right. If you're just locking down man-to-man, that's great. But I think junking up the game sometimes, just a little confusing. It screws with people. Whatever zone you want. We've seen different types of zones, too. And Mike Brown, we are talking to Drew yesterday, I mean, Mike Brown, when he was with the Warriors, especially in the playoffs, the amount of different defenses we saw from Ooh. Mike Brown. box and one. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Kings, that's the other thing. This isn't, like, necessarily new. They may not use it all the time. Yeah. But they work on all this stuff, which I think has helped the Kings a lot. The fact that, hey, they're not just randomly putting in a zone, installing a zone in March, you know?
3: I don't think you really... Can't I mean? Okay, you can play. Obviously, these are professional players. Like you could say, you know what a boxing one is. Go get him, Tiger. But at the same time, to really execute it together as a team, like you, you have to truly know where it's so important that your feet are in the right, in the proper space, that you and your body are in the proper space when the ball is in a certain position on the court. Like, all those things matter so precisely when you're in a zone, and when you execute that, it's amazing. But what we were talking about a little bit at the break, too, if, if the Kings go into a zone, screw with them a little, whatever, the Knicks miss... A lot of shots, right? They they shoot a lot of shots from the outside. That's long rebounds. They go everywhere. The Knicks also are good at second getting second chance opportunities, offensive rebounding. If you're the Kings, are you good enough in these zones to be able to throw that at them while those shots are missing and then you're still finding a guy to box out? Like do you think the Kings are capable of doing that at a high level?
9: I think that they are capable. I don't think they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like last game I thought Kevin Herter was great. In that aspect, yes. specifically getting rebounds like his assisting and, and scoring was obviously phenomenal. But getting rebounds was something that Coach Brown specifically called him and Malik Monk out in the prior game that they had combined for one rebound. And I thought Herder did a great job in putting a body on somebody and just making sure that you're felt in that zone specifically. And I think part of the reason they were able to stick in that for so long is that I think it was nine made threes in the first half for Minnesota, if I'm remembering that team right. And then the second half was only two made threes. And one of the easiest ways to get a team out of his own is just hit a bunch of threes. And Minnesota wasn't really doing that. New York has sort of the same issue when it comes to three-point shooting. So if a team is not knocking down their threes, you can stay in that a little bit longer in my mind. So I think that we could see that with New York. and. Earlier when I said like ideally you don't see that, I I do like them switching it up. I I just think that more so the thought process is they go to zone when the man isn't working. And it it tends to work later in games.
2: And I think Brandon, by the way, not trying to correct you, but I think you were talking you meant New Orleans with the three point shooting. It was Minnesota that knocked down all the threes. But yeah, New Orleans definitely had issues. There's been so many games lately. Give it out of the break. I know I'm having trouble I, keeping I swear track. We've
3: been there, there all man. the time. Say, Is it, this game okay? We <laughs> well, when we were talking about the Kings and the Knicks. Their last matchup, I totally forgot even about Julius Randle getting that tech, getting wait, getting thrown out. Yeah, he got
2: thrown out. That was such a bizarre game the last time they played. De'Aaron Fox did not play. The Kings got held to 99 points. Yes. And it just seemed like they were kind of hanging around. Randall came out on fire. Yes, and then he got ejected in the third. You're going, can the Kings make a run here? Can they win this game? They had nothing. They they just looked like they were done there's no chance so i I am interested to see what they could do because randall got to a really nice start he had 27 points against the kings in 27 minutes before (laughs) getting ejected and brendan was referencing the game last year in sacramento in march when he had 46 points against sacramento what in the world but dude watching him he's one of those guys that you're like you want him taking those shots sometimes but then again you're like he can make them. The, uh-huh. the game winner he had against Miami last week where Jimmy Butler, like, digs at the ball. He gets it back and just chucks up a three. Makes it. You're like. I wouldn't even be uh, bad. I mean. You live with it. He, he can make those shots, though. He's a tough shot maker. I love his energy. Yeah. You got to match that tonight. I want. Get a little chippy tonight. I want someone to get into it with Randall. That's what I want. Get in his head. He's an emotional guy. He'll get caught up in the crowd. Get him in foul trouble. I do. Did, am I weird for saying that? Why are you looking Is at me he like weird, that? Brandon? No,
9: not really. I mean, it goes beyond just Julius Randle, too, right? Yeah. Their whole team is super physical. Like, um, I, I think it was on your guys' show, right, that Davion was talking about how good Jalen Brunson is. Yes. And a lot of that had to do with his physicality and fundamentals. You look at Josh Hart, like one of the best Dude, rebounding guards in the league.
2: What a pickup he's been for them. Yes. What,
9: what, why
2: did Portland just give him away?
3: No, it's not, you guys, it's not why did Portland just give him away. Why couldn't Portland find a way to use him the right way like Tib. he is perfect for tibs in his system and it's like hey play 100 minutes and like josh hart will keep playing those 100 minutes that's great but it's crazy how many times we've talked about situations for these players and then you see them you know just explode somewhere else and i think that's it's this needed to happen for josh hart and they were nine and zero uh coming from out of the all-star break or or was it... The yeah, nine-game win streak. It was the yeah, nine-game yeah, win streak. Yeah, you know what I mean.
2: Since acquiring Josh Hart. It's since yeah. acquiring.
3: Th- thank you for finishing yeah. that. Question. <laughs> what? Why
2: do we call him Tibbs? Is, is, it's Tom Thibodeau. So Can't it should we be call, Thibbs? We should call him Thibbs. Hey, Thibbs. Does it not roll off the same? Why, why do we call him Tibbs? It doesn't. It's not Thibodeau.
3: Thibbs. What? Hey, Thibbs.
2: It's like when people call, like, Gonzaga, the Zags, right? There's the Zags, and then people call him Gonzaga. I'm like, they're not the Zogs. They're not. Wait, it's is it Gonzaga. Gonzaga?
3: Yes, the Zags. Is it?
2: What, or... what, why are you guys looking at me like I'm like crazy? Well, I don't know what your point is. It's just weird how people like Thibodeau. It's they call him Tibbs. It's his last name's uh-huh. Thibodeau.
4: Thibodeau. Yeah, but what's? I don't get how that relates to Gonzaga. He's saying. Oh, people... oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha.
3: Yeah, there you go. Chris has got it. Hey, he's got Does it. Does he? Yeah, you guys. Because
4: it's not. We don't call them the Zogs.
3: Right. That. Good, you got it. Okay, Good. Okay. Yay. Oh, I want
2: sometimes,
4: sometimes I just need to keep my
2: thoughts inside, like my no, random thoughts. No, like I, huh?
3: I appreciate your <laughs> stupid, dumb little thoughts, so thank you so much.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> if, if the the King... most dynamic duo sports you. media. Yes, thank you, Combo. Um, if the Kings win this game tonight, why do you think they win this game? What do you think, if you were to predict, what is it that they have to do to win this game I think that this could be said about every
9: game but they play defense
2: for a little while okay
9: they're good enough offensively right and and I do think that the defensive rebounding is really important I think that that's something they've been pretty good about post all-star break that was something that was really emphasized coming into the year and just hearing Keegan Murray talk about like realizing that DeMonte Simonis isn't going to get every single rebound So maybe I should still chase them, which which sounds a little funny at first, but also makes sense when you're talking about the guy that leads the league in rebounds. Like, I understand where Keegan's coming from. So I think that's an important aspect, but I really think it's just locking up for 20 minutes and and not waiting until the second half. You know, like, whatever. I I guess if you want to give yourself the first quarter, I feel like I have to give them a quarter where they're just not going to be it on defense, but... Lock up in the second quarter. Don't wait until the fourth, yeah. because they, they do. It depends if Jalen Brunson's going to be there, but like we'll see what the fourth quarter sort of looks like with these two matchups.
2: The Knicks, by the way, for as we, we talk about their offense and their shooting, they're 23rd in field goal percentage, 46%. They are 22nd in three-point field goal percentage at 35%, yet they are 5th in offensive rating in the NBA, and they're 16th in defensive rating. Wow. Isolation. What's that? A lot of isolation. Yes. Yeah. Very different team. than the Kings. Uh, yeah. Very different.
9: It might not be a great Kevin Herter night. Oh, I come think, on. I, I think defensively he's going to get targeted. He's typically the yeah, guy yeah, that yeah, other yeah. teams look at, like, get that guy switched on to me. Yep. And we saw that try to happen in the last game against New Orleans, and I thought he did a good job recovering when he needed to, but... I think you, we're going to see a lot of that. stuff. You like
2: how we got offended when he said that? Like, come on,
3: come, what are you talking to that? In that room,
2: dude? Also, you should know uh, Kevin Herder was on this station this morning on with Dave and Jason. Check out that interview, at dot Also on the YouTube page. We got much more coming up. Brandon Nunez in studio with us. It's Deuce and Mo on Sactown Sports. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sat Sports. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan. We got a one final segment with Brandon Nunes, and he's gonna be out at Golden One Center tonight.
3: Woof. You excited? Of course yeah, he's excited. Of course. I'm i
2: speaking for him. Of oh. course he's excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually really bummed we're not gonna be late tonight. Because Stockton has a game. Yeah. At the same time against the Westchester Knicks, obviously I'm still excited to call that game. So then got to come home, watch catch up game. on the game. I'm definitely going to have YouTube TV up. We always do. Passively watching while we call a game. But it's kind of challenging to watch.
3: You've done it. Call- <laughs> it's weird that he can call a game while watching a game. And, I, you know, I'm the color analyst, so I'm just filling in. But
2: you're not watching it like you, you know what I mean. Right. You're, you're just like. Passively. Yeah.
3: Like, oh, okay. Um, During the break, yeah. I was asking Brendan because he was at practice the other day. And I wanted to ask about De'Aaron Fox and just how did he look from what you saw at the end of practice mm-hmm. or even talking to him? He seemed a little short.
9: He did. Um, De'Aaron is very different day to day when talking to him. Either he's, you know, pretty in good spirits and willing to say a lot or sometimes he's just short. Like I, I don't think that it's specific to yesterday. I think sometimes De'Aaron just isn't feeling it. I said I, he he's didn't very wanna- human
3: give up any details about his injuries. Yeah,
9: yeah. I, I think that would make sense as well. I, I think that he wanted to play last yeah. game from what we understand, and I think that obviously they wanted him out there, but uh Coach Brown said that it was his decision to kind of not do that. Hamstrings can be a little bit tricky, so he's played through a lot throughout the course of his career, as, as most people do, you know, like that high ankle sprain a couple years back, I think still bothers him every once in a while, but you'll never hear him talk about it or anything like that, so... Um, I I don't think it was anything too atypical. I'm glad that he'll be back out there tonight and expect him to be okay. I didn't notice anything with the hamstring when it first happened. If anything, the wrist is kind of what had stood out to me, and he said that he's 100% on the hamstring, but the wrist still has a little bit of sort of some lingering things going on, so that's what I'll be paying attention to. It's gotten hit a few
2: times since then, too. Those guys are – you know their Knicks are going to be going after it.
3: Well, that's – and that's why him being short – about the details of what's going on with his body and or saying he's 100% with his hamstring, I'll take it. I like it. I mean, make sure to, you know, deflect and not really pay attention to that. But yeah, guys will be paying attention to that.
2: How many games we have left now? Is it 17? 16, 17 games left in the season for the Kings? Yeah, 17, I think. Anything that you want to see or you have questions about down the stretch of this season for Sacramento? I feel
9: like I'm repeating myself, it's but just, it's the, just defense. the defense, okay. right? Like, I mean, my question recently is like, do the, does this team get out of the first round? I Which think they can. I, I think they, they can. Team, yeah.
3: I don't know if I bet on it. You know, like... Where's your... And obviously, your thought process is the defense. And I think that's such an easy place to go because that's where I've been a lot. But let your brain embrace that this is a great team right that's where i oh no no no. they can play some great team basketball together there we go that's you know what i mean and that's where because brendan you know me i'm realistic and some people say pessimistic whatever and when we start talking about the kings getting out of the first round it's like oh well no they don't have the experience blah blah and in defense and i was like and there's not gonna be much defense seeing what they can pair and put together as a team has been pretty magical
9: I agree. I think a lot of it has to do with De'Aaron. In my yeah. mind, like it's the head of the snake, and Coach Brown talks about that a lot. Like When De'Aaron's not out there, it's Davion. It's whoever's guarding point of attack and, and guarding the ball more often than not. right? I think they kind of set the tone defensively. And I think a lot of that like get better in the fourth quarter has to do with De'Aaron locking in at that point. And I don't think it should be expected for him to be on go the entire time defensively in those first three or anything like that. So I think it's understandable, but that is just a lot of what this comes down to, to me. I don't know how often that you see, like if you look at the other teams that are surrounding them in defensive rating, it's teams that are at the bottom of the league for a reason, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't think that, I think defensively is where you find your consistency for a basketball team. That's where you can be consistent offensively. Sometimes shots don't fall. Yeah. You know, and we've seen that for this team, like they're on a different level, obviously with the best offensive rating of all time, but like, I think that you can find your consistency defensively, and they've been consistently inconsistent on that end of the ball. And sometimes offense just isn't going to be there, and it's going to be even more difficult come postseason.
2: I think that's why I'm I'm most interested in down the stretch. You know, obviously the playoffs haven't started yet, but the the standing we're watching the standings, we're keeping an eye on how things are going and. You know, late in the year, we saw, like, Ty Lue was throwing some different looks at De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. They were trying to do different things, you know, to to defend. And I look specifically at the next three games when you take on three teams that, like, the Knicks, I know they haven't been together a long time, but, you know, Tom Thibodeau is known as a defensive tactician, right? Yeah. And they have a solid defense in the NBA. You look at the Suns team, even though they're short handed, like, they're a really good team, right? They've got guys. And then the Bucks coming to town on Ooh. Monday— I'm actually interested to see how the offense looks against some of these teams. And we're talking about teams who could, the, you know, like the, the Knicks, excuse me, the Suns and Bucks. they could switch, they're long. I mean, people are making a case for Brooke Lopez's defensive player of the year this year. Wow. So there's going to be some interesting matchups, and I, I want to see how this high-octane offense looks when you're the, the opponent's a little more challenging. It's late in the year. Playoff positioning is on the line. Well, we
3: keep going to... Every single, I feel like every single month, it's been like, oh man, this is going to be a big test for the Kings. This road trip, this um, home stretch, this, 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 and it's so true though because the Kings keep doing things that we haven't seen before. So now this stretch right now, about to play some uh, three tough teams, I feel like this is a good test, and that's why Jalen Brunson playing too. Another thing that would be so great to see. It's a great test to see to to get ready and prepare for a postseason uh, for the Kings.
9: No, I agree. I mean, you're you're seeing a lot of good competition for them. Like you said, it feels like we have this conversation all the time of like, this is a big challenge for them, or this will tell us a lot. And I feel like we're having that conversation all the time, but it it really will be these next games. And to me, a lot of if the offense will be there stands out to these shooters. You know, I think that De'Aaron and Domas are going to be there every single night. It's can Kevin Herter keep up what he's doing. If he slows down, and, and he can't keep up this exact same rate. Yeah, That's nothing on Kevin Herter. This is just well, unsustainable.
2: 17 for 29 from three in the last four games oh, for Kevin Herter. He's been my. on fire. Which, by the way, one of the most
9: underrated aspects of De'Aaron Fox, there was a time in that game where it's like, they probably should be keep on feeding Kevin Herter here, and it wasn't really happening. But I think that if De'Aaron is out there, you see that a little yeah. bit differently. Um, but Kevin's going to slow down a little bit in that aspect, but can Keegan Murray pick it up? Can Harrison Barnes pick it up? Can Malik Monk pick it up, who's been struggling a little bit recently when it comes to shooting? I still think he's done his typical sort of playmaking that's been important, but I think that the shooting is where the inconsistency lies offensively, and... Again, that's, that's all relative when you're talking about the best offense in the league. Yeah,
2: I, I, that's the one thing, too, that you know we can talk about the defensive shortcomings, but this offense is just pretty lethal when you have so many weapons. I mean, what Trey Lyles has done this year, it's been big for Sacramento. Okay, before I let you go, what, what's your prediction for that? Kings-Knicks. And by the way, don't feel bad if you pick the Knicks, all right? Don't go for the cheap pop, <laughs> all right? I don't want you to be like, oh, the fans will love if I say Kn- if I say Kings, the beam's lit. What do you truly believe tonight? What do you think? I think that the Kings take
9: it. I think you see a lot of mid-range from De'Aaron Fox with that Mm. drop coverage with Mitchell Robinson. I think they can sort of thrive in that aspect. But this is, you know, the Knicks have been decent defensively when Mitchell Robinson's out there. But I still think this comes down to an offensive shootout. And games like that, I'm taking the Kings more often than not. take it. Can't wait for it. First to
4: 130, right? Yeah! Drops,
2: dude. Well Brent, appreciate you uh coming in studio with us, man. Uh keep up the great work. Make sure to check out the King's Pulse podcast. His work at King's Herald. I know you're working on a piece on Keon Ellis. Did I'm sorry if it came out. Did it already come out? It did not. And okay. Yeah, there's a delay. My normal work job has okay, has gotten in the fine. way. You're doing God, a lot of you stuff. You do so much, dude. Oh, I know. He's got a piece about Keon Ellis coming soon. He went down to Stockton to see We Keon saw Ellis. him. Guys, watching hoops in Sacramento. In, in Stockton, Stockton. Breaking down film. I'm Killing sure it. he's going to be watching Sasha soon. Yeah. I can't even say that Sasha <laughs> right. soon. Sasha. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for coming in, dude. Glad to do it, guys. Appreciate you. Right, we dude. got Bye. much, much more deuce and mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. Keep their ass. Yeah, we're gonna light the beam.
3: Oh, so good! You're okay. honestly what? It is so what good. What's wrong with that? I couldn't do that. Oh,
2: mute me. You're getting Sorry, double audio. Sorry, just making sure. I thought that
3: was good. No, I I Perfect. honestly thought it was pretty
2: again, good. You you have to understand with me, it's stage presence. It's Dude, bringing life. Again. And I knew I know because I had my eyes closed and I just put my foot in the air. You were making a face. You're 100 no, no. making a face.
3: I could have done better. I'm sorry. No, I couldn't have I with that song. I, I could not. Yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think I just like automatically go to I gonna done better? Like no, we're, deuce. You're
2: cringing at me doing that.
3: No, no. When you were gonna hit the light the beam, I was I like, oh, how's he gonna hit it? And he's like, and you did it. You did it, Chris.
4: Your turn to compliment me. You've got what people call <laughs> the it factor. <laughs> Thank you. That I don't think can be questioned.
3: So stupid. You give him a mic and everyone shuts up. What is because
4: Because you didn't know I was going to play that song. No, I didn't. You didn't know that was coming out of the break. And then you nailed it. Improv.
2: And I think right
3: now he needs a lot of-
4: Yes, and.
2: (laughs) Get Brian Anderson back on the show. I know. I need some more love. Um, Mike says, why are we acting like the team with the best offensive rating in the NBA history can't make it to the conference finals in 2023? I don't think anyone's acting like that. I still wouldn't pick it just based on how good the West is. But, I mean, to be honest, I think we need to adjust our thinking a little bit when it comes to not only how good of an offense this Kings team has, the weapons they have, the shooting, the way they share the ball, but also the teams around them are flawed. I, I feel like we get into this point when we talk about the Kings in the playoffs now where we're like, yeah, but this team has this or this team has that. And I'm like, look at the West. All right. We have a large sample size now and you can call it injuries. You can call it whatever you want. The reality is these other teams have flaws too. Yeah. There's a reason we can't sit here today and comfortably say, this is the favorite to win the West. Even if you like Denver, I like the Nuggets. I think they're a really good team. They have a shot. I don't think you could say for certain, like they are the definite favorites, the Suns as good as they can be without Durant, he's in a walking boot now, and he may be missing playoff games. The Clippers, the paper champs, as we call them, where are they at? Do you trust anybody? Paper you champs. can't. So the reality is, yeah, the Kings, I, again, I'm like Zach Lowe with this. I would not bet on the Kings making yeah. it to the conference finals, but it's not outrageous. The Hawks did it a couple of years Calm ago. The down, Blazers down there, Turbo. Did.
3: Okay, I know, I know. And and that's my my thinking has adjusted yeah. so much throughout this season, as right? It I mean, and, you have more
2: of a sample size. Oh,
3: absolutely. I think it's ridiculous when people say, I still don't think Dark Kings will do this, or I still don't think that Clippers can do this or that or anything. Because it's like, it's going to evolve as you see a team develop or grow together. Now, it's the same thing. I wasn't expecting this team to... Take this big of a leap, even on their their on-floor performance together, strategy, technique as a team. But this is the scary part about the Kings. It keeps getting better. It keeps improving. And since the All-Star break, it's kind of like what Brendan said. They just have more of even a focus on what's at hand and what they need to do in this part of the season. And that Deuce, those are the things that keep making me believe. I'm not. One, I'm not like, oh, the Kings haven't done it for so long, so why would they do it now? And but I have uh, factored in the experience factor in the postseason. Sure. Like when even with the Mavs, it's like, oh, well, they have experience, but now you're just seeing. Them, like, crumble here.
2: I, I also think— experience- And you're going to get this work in the postseason. I also think experience in the playoffs is overrated. I mean, so, some of these guys I disagree. have played—
3: I don't think it's overrated. I think it's overrated when people use that as the main excuse. Like, if people are saying Kings aren't going to make it to the next round because every other team has experience, I'd be like, well, no, like, that's not, that wouldn't be the only reason. But I think that's
2: my point. I, I just think, yes, it, is it helpful to have been through the battles and understand? Sure, I think it's you a know whole different end, game. And to feel that it is a whole different game. But I don't think it's necessary to advance. So we're on the same page. Yes. That's my whole point. Yes. And I'm looking at the West right now. Pelicans. You can like their talent. I don't trust him. Zion reevaluated. Ingram's missing a game the other night. Alvarado's out. Don't trust him. The Lakers, AD's been on a tear. Let's acknowledge that. AD's been unbelievable. The Lakers have won two in a row. Tough schedule lies ahead. LeBron's still out. I'm out. Yeah. Dallas. Luka, the thigh issue. How long is he going to miss? They still haven't vibed as a team since Kyrie. I'm out. You got sausage arms and cankles. Yes. Thank you. Minnesota. I like them. I do. I like them. I, that could be a, a challenging team. How surprising team, but is that? Also, are they better than the Kings? Like right. that No. No, they're not. The Clippers, you can like their talent. They've won a couple in a row now. We'll see. I don't trust their health. Golden State, okay. They're 7-25 and 25 on the road. Yeah. Not going to be an easy out. I'm listing these teams, and uh, you're not scared of any of them. You may not want to play a couple, but there's no one that you're going, oh, they are clearly way better than Sacramento. That's
3: what's why, ever since these injuries, Deuce, that's what's really done it for me. I mean, obviously, you know, they're not going to have to play the Nuggets. I I would be like, yeah, I'm scared of the Nuggets. I'm scared of Jokic. There's no answer for him. But that's not what's going to happen. Um, You look at the other teams in the West, and – I have a lot more confidence in what they can accomplish in a first round of playoffs when I was just a month ago two months actually like two months ago beginning of this year laughing about oh well if even if they make the first round they won't make it they won't get out of it like what a fool I am I love it i Love that all of this is going. Not the injuries, but I do love that all of these weird things have been happening in the West.
2: Well, let's get to closing time. It's the end of the show.
3: Closing time.
2: It's
0: closing time. But before we go, you know we have to give you a
2: last call. All right, Morgan Ray, in. over, under, two and a half times, uh, we get pissed about something TNT says.
1: Ooh. And that,
2: that counts uh, on, uh, we're, we're encapsulating everything, right? Okay. I mean, maybe it's our guy Brian Anderson. I don't think he would do that.
3: No, I don't think, but Stan? No, I think, so. I don't
2: think Stan, it's got to be the inside of the NBA guys, okay. right? Okay, yeah, yeah. It's so over, be... under, two okay, and a so, half times. so the
4: full program, full. not yes. just the, okay. Right,
2: we're talking pregame, halftime, postgame, I'm, over, under. I'm
3: going to say Over.
2: Because I think the last time uh, the Kings played on TNT, I, I don't remember the name that Kenny Smith called Terrence Davis. It definitely wasn't Terrence Davis. I <laughs> <laughs> so, think he made up a name. He combined, like, seven
4: players.
3: Let's go two. I'm, or I'm going to go over two. Take the over.
4: I'm going to say over. Yeah. I think, you know what? I think they, they've seen the error of their ways. Okay. They know the Kings okay. are for real. I'm going to say take the under. You don't
3: one. think they're going to ax- butcher a name of, like, if Chemeze Metu had a big game? I don't think it'll happen three times. Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Next up, uh-huh. Kings Knicks. The question's pretty simple. Will the beam be lit tonight?
3: Light the beam. I think. I think they'll do it. I think not only are they can they do it. I think they will do it. I'm nervous. I am nervous. Um, but at the same time, I think they're going to feed off the energy yeah. of the home court.
2: Kings by fifteen.
3: Whoa, what? That's a little cocky. Come on now.
8: So Sacramento, do cool hand a favor and And light light the
2: beam. So cool. Chris, do you think the beam gets lit tonight? Be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. All right. Well, appreciate you guys hanging out. We'll be back tomorrow to break it all down live at 11 a.m. Do not go anywhere. The coverage continues live and local all day. We got Kells and Rami. They're coming up next on Sacktown Sports 1140 and SacktownSports.com. We love you. We got to go. See ya.